Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's the call-in show. We're streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Not on Facebook. Unfortunately, we have lost our Facebook page to through the promotion of Kratom. Pseudoscience. We've been busted for pseudoscience. Did you even say anything like Kratom's great? No, they said it's drugs. So that's that's why it's great. They didn't even give us a chance, like uh, to do uh, Patreon. So. Yeah, we could have tried some pseudoscience, but no, they busted us for talking about drugs on Facebook. Posting privileges may come back. Other than that, I'm trying to get everybody to head over to Twitch, Twitch.tv/StreetFightRadio. We need to get our numbers up over there. Uh, Brian's going to be doing some video game streaming. No, I have not video game streaming. I'm going to be doing some fucking. I am going to, in the next like two weeks, when I figure out all my shit, I'm going to go on late at night. I'm going to call late night with Murder O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to fuck around with people. Okay. Do stuff. Irish drinking songs? No, it's just because it sounds like Conan O'Brien. Oh. <laughs> so everybody's always like, you're going to do an a Irish accent? And I'm like, no, it just sounded like Conan O'Brien. Late me. night with murder, O'Brien. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it during the day because, first of all, the bandwidth issue in my home. Do you? Are you a corned beef man? No. No? Corned beef. No. I just imagine how great it would be to have a sandwich called the murder O'Brien, which was just packed full of, like, hard-boiled eggs and corned beef. It would have to have uh, Italian beefs, or Italian meats in it. That's the only meats I like. That's not a murder O'Brien. Could be. It'll okay. murder it's you. It's a murder O'Brien. I mean, that's why I'm dying. The murder O'Brien is stacked high with the finest Italian meats. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh Also... What else is going on? Beginning of the month, Patreon, y'all just got charged. It happens on the first. Thanks for supporting us. If you want to help our operation to continue moving forward, head over to patreon.com slash street fight radio. Um, I just got out. We did a meeting earlier today. Uh, Zine production is getting back up to full capacity. So uh, if you sign up right now, you're going to get a bunch of zines over the next several months. And if you are interested in, contributing to the zines uh you can head to our website streetfightradio.com there is a link at the top that says zine submission and then you can fill it out uh the form if you got an idea for any of the topics that are listed in there so i'm excited about getting that going again um as always we need people to buy t-shirts and stickers and other things during these trying times uh store.streetfightradio.com we appreciate the support otherwise we'd be going out and doing a live show uh we are in the process of figuring out how to do an online super show um, that's coming uh, in the, this month we'll say, right? Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope to have it going in in the next few weeks. It's going to take work because we got to figure out if we can do it. We got to get the gas. We got to line everything up, but I think we're going to do a fucking pretty cool little thing. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun. You know, we'll just chat with our friends and, uh, watch some videos. Maybe we'll play some video games. Who fucking knows what we're gonna I do? I know, could be anything. Could be, and I think we're streaming some games this week. Yeah, I want to. I got the final build of uh, Tonight We Riot, which is a new game that's being put out by Means TV. They're they're producing the game. Uh, the people actually behind Tonight We Riot reached out to Means and were like, do you want to be the publisher of the game? Uh, we talked about it in the meeting. We're like, hell yeah, let's do it. 
I've been playing the game. It's a lot of fun. I have to say that. But oh no, I got to get you to play because it would be twice as fun. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like some text-based RPG, like some TI-83 calculator type game. Oh, yeah. It's literally a beat em up game in like eight bits. So you're just you're you're just people in masks using bricks and Molotov cocktails to beat up the police and chase businessmen down. That sounds fun. It's I, good. I will. Uh, I would love to play that. Yeah, I recommend it. So we'll we'll try to jump on the stream if we can. Yeah, I have to figure out how to to. I have to figure out how to adjust the uh, quality that's being sent out to the stream so it won't lock up. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, man, I'm working my ass off on my thing at my house, and it's just, it's hell, really. Yeah. Technology is hell. really is. It just, nothing works. Only conceptually. Like, yeah. they release a product, and they're like, you can do this with our product. And then they don't ever check on any if anybody could actually stream a video game from their switch without it chopping up or if they could just like even figure out how to do like there's all this stuff that's like it should be simple like it's not i feel like it should be relatively simple to have two computers hooked together and then you can make one computer do some stuff and the other computer do the other stuff it's not no it's very hard to do that that is like nearly impossible to do. Yeah, don't start getting, don't start thinking about it like that. That's sci-fi shit. That's science fiction. Yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. I got my, I I, I did today use my studio for good. Uh, I got a medical marijuana card. I am now a medical marijuana patient in wow. the state of Ohio. Do you get? Are they going to mail you an actual card? No. no, no, no. They make you keep it on your phone in the picture in the camera roll. Just a picture. What? I swear to fucking God. So you did this over the phone. I did over it over Zoom. Zoom meeting, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did a Zoom meeting. And, uh, you know, hey, it was some pretty rigorous medical testing for me to get this card. So was the doctor wearing tie-dye scrubs? No, he had a serious doctor look. Like, when he showed up, I was like, oh, no. Probably overcompensating? No, I mean, he what? had a goatee. You know oh, what he looked yeah, like? doctors don't have goatees. You know who he looked like? Chuck Todd. He looked uh, like Chuck Todd. He had okay. a Chuck Todd vibe. I could see, okay, yeah. I can see that. So you see the guy's wearing a white button-up shirt what? at Sunday at noon, yeah, you know? What was the name of the, what was the name of the practitioners you went to? Duber Medical. <laughs> was that someone's name? Did you see Dr. Duber? I didn't, no, no, Duber. that's not who I saw. But I, I went and I was like, you know, I got all this PTSD going on, so I had to deal with that. Okay. And uh, so I had he, to. You wait. So you, how long? So he, you just jumped right into it, right? Yeah, we you, did it for twenty minutes. You we jumped, talked about twenty twenty five minutes. So he asked, "Why do you want wheat medical marijuana?" Right. And he said, uh, "It says here because I had to fill out a form. It says here you got PTSD." Okay. Have you been? diagnosed with it and i'm like no and he's like uh what makes you think you have it and i'm like oh man i got robbed at gunpoint back in 2009 and i haven't worked a real job since like i've been I, I, just I, on edge on edge i've been nervous i've been having nightmares and i'm like you can look it up i mean the police report's probably in there somewhere i does that work it's very hard for me to think about going back to work and then he was like do you sometimes he starts asking me questions. I'm one of them was like, do you sometimes feel like it was your fault you got robbed? And I was like, yes, I often feel that way. 
You're trying to win an award on this? <laughs> so uh, you clutch your clutch your chest. Yeah. So he uh, he said, uh, "I need you to uh, blink your eyes," which I did, and raise your eyebrows, which I did, and then stick your tongue out, which I did. And he was like, "You know, I think something that would really help this is some medical marijuana." <laughs> okay. And I said, "All right, all right. Well, uh, you know." And then I thought it's so like not- you're doing a round of head, shoulders, knees, and yeah, toes. <laughs> it's so. I mean, blink the your eyes and mouth and nose. It's shitty because, like, no person that makes less money than me could ever, like, be involved with the medical marijuana system in Ohio. No possible fucking way. Why is that? I mean, it cost me $174 to get the appointment, and then as soon as I was approved, I had to pay $50 for the card. Okay. So that's already your 225 in right there. That sounds like an ounce of weed to me. Yeah. And then when you go to the store, it's like, holy shit. So I was on the phone. You had to order it over the phone today. You have to order over the phone. Is that normal practice? Uh, Not when shit's normal. Like, not when coronavirus isn't happening. I went to the only place open on Sunday. And... uh, I was a new patient, so I had to call them to register as a new patient so then I could go up there and get an appointment or, you know, get on a waiting list. Do you know all the ones in Columbus? Yeah. Where? How many are there? How many dispensaries are there? Uh, There's like five and then one right by you that's going to open eventually. Harvest is what it's called. Yeah. I'm not near it anymore. Well, it's closer to you than it is to me. Sure. Um, there's some in Grove City and there's some in Hilliard. There's a few. I okay. I just haven't. I, I I've only had it for today, but Jesus. So I get on the phone to order it, and I'm like, I, I, this is not the way to do weed. First of all, I order my weed on the phone. No, I'm saying though, when there's like a big, huge selection of stuff. Yeah. And you can't look at the menu. Yeah. And you're just like, so do y'all got like anything tastes like watermelon? That sucks. No, that's <laughs> you know? really bad. You know? Like what kind of candy bars y'all got? And so it's, it's the, like, so the big, biggest complaint that we had about the bud tender thing is that you're like, what's that right there? They're like, that is strawberry lemonade, uh, waffy taffy. Uh, it comes in a hundred milligrams or 300 milligrams. Do you want it? And you're like, no. <laughs> What's that? Like, that's a Weezy cups. They come in 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams. Do you want that? And you're like, no. So it's just like, please, could I just look at what you have and you leave me alone until I want to buy? Why can't this be a regular cashier situation where I just do the money stuff with you? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I also, this is kind of related, but, uh, I've been ordering out a lot of food with families. And ordering for seven people over the phone is something that gives me anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just feel it. bad because you've ordered like your fourth entree and they're like, is that all? And you're like, oh, no, there's a lot to go. There's there's add-ons. There's an appetizer. There's some side items. We got a ways to go with this fucking order. Yeah, I hate that, man. I order on the app if I can. Calling on the phone is just the it's worst. It's hard to look someone in the face and be like, I'm going to ask for a nightmare. I'm going to ask you to put a nightmare into styrofoam and get it to me in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, yeah. So I called though and I, I got two things of gummies. That's all? Yeah. You know, I, two now th- I can get it anytime I want. Sure. <laughs> anytime I want to go get some gummies, I can go get some gummies. But you had to call them on the phone? I had to call them on the phone. That's why I did it that way. Cause it was just like, so that's just- why I only got two things of gummies. Cause I didn't want to sit on a fucking phone all day. Like, what, what do you got over there in the, uh, 
So you just big pens. So what's up? I'm I'm about to get. I I want two packs of gummies. I'm gonna roll through in fifteen. Have them ready. That's it. That was basically kind of it. But at the end of the call, she went like this. That's gonna come to eighty four dollars, and I was like, okay. And I thought she meant two hundred and eighty four dollars. So I did go to the bank and take three hundred dollars out. And I was like kind of shaking because I was like, God damn, man, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I would never <laughs> yeah. in my life. It was even where I was like, I'm going to turn around and just leave. Yeah, you, you. the only time you pay that much for gummies if you're on a TV show with two chains. There's, you yeah, have to be on a was, vice show to spend that much money on yeah, edibles. It was 84, okay. which is not too bad. And it's like, it's one of those things like... The only reason I really got the card is because I can't get one-to-one on the black market, and I really like one-to-one, and it makes me feel good. And my wife likes it, too, but she doesn't take it when I have it because she's like, I'm, you know, yeah. it's for you. Special this is yours. You West know? Coast elixir. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll go get it. Then she can get it. She's been wanting to try all those topicals and salves and those shit Those are the like shit. That. Erica got into it for the first time. Yeah. She's gardening, and she was like, I just, like, my arm hurts so bad. What would you, like, what kind of exercises or stretches would you recommend? I was like, I have weed lotion that you just rub on liberally. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do for my aches and pains. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get some of that. Lit, uh, Drew got uh, lip balm. And I was I've like, had that before. I don't know what that is for. It doesn't get you high, does it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Mine didn't. Yeah. But, you know, I got the card. It, it was might. great. A good I mean, experience. you probably swallow some of it. Yeah. Topical stuff does work. I yeah. We've been we've been wanting to describe the experience on this show since it happened. And we finally yeah. got it. We finally fucking did it. And uh it sucks. There's no drinks here yet, which Katie, uh, uh, you know, well, first of all, I don't give any of the stuff to my wife because that's against the rules of medical marijuana. Of course. I keep it all for myself, but my wife would like to see me drink a drink, you know? Yeah. She's just, she's pissed. She's just an advocate for patience. She's out here in the street saying he needs his great Kool-Aid to feel good. God damn it. I'm sick and tired of my husband. He's a, he's a mess. He's a ball of anxiety in the morning. It's just disgusting. I, I, it makes me feel terrible inside that he can't just drink his sour apple Kool-Aid with 250 milligrams of THC in it. Yeah. They don't do that here yet. They don't got nothing. I know. They can't. I want to. Yeah. They can't scare me away yet. Yeah. They don't. I just started making my own edibles now. So I'm down. Don't scare me. It's so cheap, dude. Like my, I kind of wanted to apologize to my weed guy because I. It's been a month. I went back today, and I kind of wanted to be like, "Sorry for you know, you're losing money now because I'm making edibles all the time." Well, you know what's funny also about the uh, the two hundred eighty four dollars thing is right before she told me that, and it sounded like she said two hundred eighty four dollars. She was like, "Oh, it's your lucky day. It's CBD Sunday. We'll give you a small discount." Oh god! And I was like, "Fuck! These things are one hundred and fifty bucks a pack." Yeah. No. I'll just go back to Michigan. Yeah, you should just get heroin or <laughs> cocaine or something or yeah. meth for yeah. that much money. Yeah, I mean, I assume it keeps getting better and better as times. Yeah, go, they'll chip away know. at it. Yeah, the tenths. Ohio, so tenth. many tenths. It's all tenths, dude. It's all fucking tenths. You gotta so, go buy a tenth. So yeah, what I found, somebody, the first person that I knew that got it told me that Ohio came up with this stupid thing. Weed, since the beginning of time, since cavemen discovered it, they sold it to each other as eights. Dimes, too. but Dimes and nickels, too. But the tenth is a dime. A tenth was... And a dime a, was a dime because it was ten bucks. Right. You know? Right. 
but a tenth is something that's now been created by the government of Ohio. And that's how much you're allowed to use per day, basically. Isn't that what it's right? Yeah. What it is? Me and Jason, I mean, back in the day when we used to buy weed, I remember going to the weed guy and being like, hey, can I get a 20 sack? <laughs> Which is <laughs> such a fucking scuzz move. Because it was like an eighth was 25. So you'd be like, well, I can't get that five fucking dollars. Yeah. Can you? Let's go get a 20. But go make an eighth and just pinch something significant off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the dealers being like, there isn't a fucking 20, but yeah. they would sell us some, sell sure. you something. But they'd be like, there's not a 20 sack, dude. Yeah, but I mean, in, the, in a Warren G song, there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would try to get a 20. We would try to get fucking nickels. Well, wonder if we can get a nickel. It's like walk fucking a half hour across the neighborhood to buy a nickel bag of weed. Yeah. There was none of our dealers. Most of our dealers maybe would do a dime every once in a while, but they, they fucking were all about just like an eighth or a quarter. Or yeah. A most weed guys, I've, I even had weed. I was, I've sat around while weed guys uh, literally do like money management with their the person that buys from them they're like you come to me every single day and you buy ten dollars worth of weed <laughs> you were somehow able to get enough money for a quarter <laughs> five days yeah you would not have to come back and you would be saving money please consider just getting all your money together when you get paid and buying enough for the week instead of knocking on my fucking door every single day yeah people were like really like that with pills a lot oh too. pills day, back yeah. when i was doing pills i would be at like the guy's house getting some pills and somebody would come in there and they'd be like how many you want and he'd be like three <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like well i'll see you soon. i'll see you later see you at dinner <laughs> Be sitting across the room like, what the fuck are we doing? I'll have three Vicodin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you're going to be back in two hours. Yeah, yeah. God, man, drugs are so fucking weird. They are. They're the I mean, yeah, they it's funny the way that the, like, the, I just, for me, even as, like, a loud and proud user, they're just embarrassing themselves by trying to say this is a doctor doctor thing that they're doing. This is, like, medicine that they're giving out right now just because they add a whole bunch of – they add a whole lot of paperwork and designations on you can only use a tenth of weed every single day and all of this shit is just stupid. And, and they're charging you more than what it would be on the black market. Yeah. Um, sir, I'd like to prescribe you one half of a rice Krispies treat. Right. <laughs> Every day you need a goofball. <laughs> I'm going to get you off. We're going to get you. We're going to get you off of that trazodone. You're going to have a goofball before bed every single night. I'm going to make, I'm going to check. I'm going to ask to see those wrappers. Of all those uh, those weed snickers. It's called Green Kush now. It used to be called Green Crack. So it might still be called Green Crack at other places. But that stuff seems to really be helping my patients. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to release the pressure of here, headband is one that just releases all of the tension headaches and all of the pressure around here. I need you to buy whipped cream. <laughs> THC laced whipped cream and put it on your ice cream. That's once a day at night after dinner. Yep. So it it's is right so in stupid. It's the stupidest fucking thing I, we've ever done. I just hate it because it's one of those things where I just want to pay less for it. I just want, yeah. don't want to pay the upcharge. This is something that we could all accept. It's a plant. It could be so dirt cheap. And I think it would get, it would get rid of a lot of the appeal of it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be it would have been funny to be around after alcohol prohibition and and seeing doctors like. Oh yeah. Oh, oh got- one forty ounce bottle of Hurricane. He's like, oh, it's it's two thirty. Better have a nip of my of my lidocaine or whatever the fuck. They yeah, I, I'll drink my Malort because I have a stomach ache. It's so fucked up, man. It's so it it just because it, it's like it's a necessary step so the Ohio Pharmacy Board can get a little bit of money in there too, and then they will re- legalize. We know it's going to be legal recreationally here sometime, and then it'll just be cheaper for me. But it's yeah. not going to be much cheaper for me because I think they're still going to do the tents when it's well, recreation, unless they I mean, change the, the law. The way that Cali's Cali is like for the recreational prices, you get screwed, but your medical, you can at least get something that I won't scoff at. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I, the medical prices in Cali were competing with black market stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like that in Michigan too. I, I looked up reciprocity already. <laughs> Because I'm just like, when we go on tour, like uh, state Um, reciprocity with the uh, Ohio medical card, it's like, I can probably hook up some shit when we're in like some of those states where the medical prices are cheaper. I could buy 100 milligram gummies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I like this now. (laughs) Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about Ohio that I thought was pretty weird is that they do sell like single not single use, but they sell packs of 20 milligram gummies here, which is like in most states, you can only get 10. 20 milligrams a piece? Each, 20 milligrams each. Okay. So you can, like, I mean, that's something. You know, they try to sell me some 20 milligram gummies, and I'm like, guys, I'm just... Back off, jack off. When when I got on the... when, When I was talking to the doctor, I was all like, Ah, oh, this whole world of weed, it's so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, so did when you talked to your doctor, did you act like you never done weed before no because i told him in the thing it said have you ever done weed i was like yes and because you can go to denver and do weed you know it's not like a bad thing to have done it well but- i'm just wondering if this guy like thinks he's turning you on to like jazz music and shit well, kind of um the, the the dispensary people <laughs> though were, were like very much like this woman was like uh have you ever uh so is this your first time using weed? And I'm like, no. And she was like, good. Then you know what you want. What do you want? And that, that made it oh, easier to order. If but I she was, didn't like recommend you try out like Derek Trucks Band or anything like that. No, nobody, nobody said like hit me with any of that. They, the only weird thing that I hate about the law is that you have to keep it in the trunk of your car, which is such a weird. You that's don't what even, Steph you don't and even BC have, always said. You don't even have to keep a gun in the trunk of your car in Ohio. You can carry a gun on you when you're driving your car, but you can't put but your not. weed in the front seat next to you. <laughs> All right. So weird. So fucking weird. Uh, let's do it, man. You ready for calls? Oh, yeah. Let me put the headphones in. We're taking calls tonight. I didn't even say that at the beginning. Boy, it doesn't matter. If you want to dial in, the number is 614 655 3887. We're doing the show for all of the brave folks out there on the front lines. We want to hear what the fuck is going on because uh, it looks like calamity from my bunker. Georgia and shit, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, we're this is, a, this is a time where we have a fucking recession that is affecting, like, service workers, which is, and nobody ever does, nobody does media, nobody ever d- reports on what's going on in, like, the service industry. You so saw that story. We were going to talk about it this week. 
from NPR. We didn't get to it, but it was like this coffee shop story that we covered last week about the coffee shop. And they were like doing an apology. And they were like, oh, one, ma- one mistake we made is we didn't even consider talking to one of the employees of the coffee shop. I and I was like, yeah, okay. Well, imagine that, NPR. Yeah. Maybe that's why, you know, it's hard for people with a left. <laughs> like, why would you anybody wouldn't, you take wouldn't, you seriously? You wouldn't have your position. If you, thought about the, if you thought about the people that are making the coffee, you wouldn't have your position in NPR. That's the answer. They just whip it out of you. People, those type of people are not who they're going to report on, and you either understand that or you lose your job. All right. Yeah. You ready? Yup. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, can you hear me? I can sure hear can. you. Hi, um, uh, I'm Twin Chicken. My pronouns are she, her. How are you guys doing tonight? Okay, how are you, Twin Chicken? <sighs> I'm good. I'm just hanging out at home, doing some dishes, thinking about the general strike. Yeah, when's the ge- the general strike is what day? I thought it was May first. Yeah, well, I think this is a, a matter of a lot of debate. Um, in my opinion, uh, the first general strike was on April first, and the second general strike was on May first. All right. Okay. I'm and then I think the next general strike is going to be. Uh, on June first. June first. Same those those rent payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to see more people refuse to pay rent and refuse to die at work. Yeah, refuse to leave their house, like refuse to get kicked out. You know, and there's already protections in place in some places. I've seen a few of those too, like people getting kicked out in California. I saw a woman get like really beat up by the police pulled out of a house that had been abandoned for four years. Wow. I wish we could. Yeah, I live in... I'm sorry, what Oh, I just... I live in... I live in Portland, Oregon, um, where there is a stay-at-home order. Um, though a lot of people are still going outside. Um... And I don't know if you've heard, but the IWW here in Portland um, has been doing a lot of work um, at around the time that the shutdown began. Um, several union campaigns went public, um, and we're growing at an exponential rate now. That's great. That that That's good news. I mean, like, it, I imagine, and I had talked to some people about this before, that, like, you really could start having some pretty, uh, I, I, I don't have a better word for this, so I'm just going to say it like that. You could really start having some reckless conversations at work if you're, a, if you're an essential employee now. Oh, yeah. If, I mean, if you're at Jimmy John's, you can just start getting really reckless. You know? <laughs> or if you're, <laughs> if you're at the grocery store, you can get pretty crazy now. You're allowed. What are they going to fucking do? I mean, let me tell you, I have been a member of the IWW for about four years. Um, I have worked at an IWW union shop. Um, and the longer that the union has been there, the more reckless I have been in my conversations with customers and with my coworkers. Um, and the last days before the coronavirus hit, I was 
pretty much every day just uh, having conversations with customers about the coming revolution. <laughs> well, you can also, I mean, that's like, I was just thinking about, like, <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, uh, uh, the grocery store is the one I think about the most because I think that's the one that puts their employees in the most danger. Because yeah. I, I did, I uh-huh. did go through the McDonald's drive-through today, and it feels like, yeah. And I'm not saying McDonald's is a good company or anything, but I do think by closing the inside and also having them wear masks and gloves, and it says on the door they're checking temperatures. Now I don't fucking know if they're doing that. I hardly believe that. But also putting a screen down on a drive-through so that you yeah. can just lit reach. I feel like that's a, like a relatively safe workplace. I, I still think they should unionize. And uh, if they wanted to strike, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, do that shit. But like the grocery store workers, some of them have a union and they're, yeah. you know, and they're getting run all over. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. like that's where we we really got to start looking at the big box stores and the grocery stores because those are the places yeah. where we got to like that's where the unions can happen. That's where you could build and grow the unions. Well, I mean, just to get down to it, it's the it's the only place that has the shit that we care about. Yeah, like, this is the stuff that we actually care about, and that still. Mm-hmm. Has to be has to be distributed amongst us. We all still all want our rations of meats and toilet papers and all of the other stuff. And you know that that part of the job, that part of society, is important. It's never going to fucking go away. And it is something that we have lost a lot of ground on. And just said it's a teenager's job, or you know the unions that they have aren't doing it like enough. I, I, I felt the same way. I went to Kroger and I saw mm-hmm. people without masks. I saw people without gloves and I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is, why is this being offered? Why isn't it being required at this point? Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's the iron is hot. Now's the time to strike. Absolutely. Yeah. Now is the time for general strike. And I think, um, maybe to tie some of this together, I think it's really interesting that we are all talking right now about quote unquote essential workers. Um, because I think this invites us to ask the question, what is truly essential in life? Um, a fellow organizer while this was beginning told me, um, that money is not real, but coronavirus is, um, and to speak to your point, Brian, about um, conditions at fast food stores, um, I do not trust my boss. Um, for that reason, I have been in home isolation for over 50 days. Um, and I don't think any of us should trust the boss. No, I don't think so either. I just, I, I, as I drove it, as I drove through, I felt I didn't, I mean, I, like I said, they're still not making enough. They're still not getting hazard pay. Yeah. But I think if you're standing in an empty building yeah. all day, I think that like that's different than the grocery store where yeah. it's been packed. 
well, the entire time since this started. These dumb fucks that are talking about having movies again, like seating every other row and every other seat, like TSA, fucking like, petri dish, like a TSA type screening to get into the movies. It's, I, I'm just you, just put the fucking movies online. Just to, just put it on hold. <laughs> It's because, I mean, we're running in circles just trying to avoid that we, that the economy that they want to happen isn't going to happen. And, and they're doing everything they can to fuck us over. And that's why I think, man, this essential stuff, like regardless, without America, if, if people had access to those consumer goods, that's all they ever fucking cared about. And we can make those consumer goods in factories. We have like, we have a whole class of people that are siphoning off so much money from us when all, at the end of the day, all we really huh? care about is going to Target safely. Both sides. Yeah, fucking parasites. <laughs> but that's both sides. I mean, that's literally both of us. Some people are saying, like, I'm going to be safe and not go to Target, but goddammit, I want to go to Target. And some people are going to say, I want to go to Target so bad I'm not going to be safe. But we all want to go to fucking Target. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it drives, drives me that's nuts. That's all that we want. And it's it's not it's not nothing to feel bad about. It's not consumerism in... in like in the most disgusting nature, it is really at this point just food and water and paper goods. Yeah, and that's all we've ever needed. And those supply chains can can be around without like the people governing over it, without without all of the legislature and all that. Because that's they, right, we need food and we need soap. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it doesn't matter how we get it; we just need them. <laughs> Yeah, you're 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 totally right, and, and like I, I wasn't like defending McDonald's. No. I just want to make that clear. I just think that like oh, sure. I just think that like if there, I mean, if we're if people want to go to work, which most people want to go to work, I know that I act like nobody ever wants to go to work. My wife wants to go back to the office so bad. Like, I can't express to you how badly she wants to go back to the office. And uh, she actually said, yeah. I want to be one of the first people to go back to the office. <laughs> so, like, brave hero. Yeah. Well, it's not brave. It's fucking sitting at home all day sucks, man. She had me drive her around today. Let's go driving around. I, mean, I think, I think I, w I would like to um, share some perspective. Um, as a, as a transgender person, um, transition is difficult. And I think a lot of us have trouble letting go of old habits and letting go of old ways of being, um, even when we know that they are bad for us. Um, I find that the more that I accept that the general strike is already happening and is only continuing to grow, the more I realize, oh, jobs, um, are a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, future will not have jobs. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I guess, I, I mean, that is like a really good point. We're too. in, mo I mean, something's in motion. We're very early on in this and, you know, there's nothing, uh, the sending people back to work isn't going to prove anything. It's just going to overwhelm the hospitals. I mean, this thing is like really different. We, I mean, I don't know how this happens, but I feel like, I don't know how this ends, but I think that like, I, I do think that if they keep fucking this up over and over again and we're in lockdown for who knows how fucking long, you know, if we're in lockdown for a year because they keep fucking this up, 
I think we'll fucking end up tearing the White House down brick by brick when they let us out of the house. Yeah, let me tell you what. On May 1st, 2020, um, I think I had a spiritual reawakening. And I think you're absolutely right that the longer this fucked up process continues, the more of us are going to have spiritual reawakenings. Um, and they're going to overturn uh, this old world. Yeah, it's the age of Aquarius. Thanks for I mean, calling in. You know, can I also say real quick about this, though? We also lost that mm-hmm. primary right before this happened or right during this yeah. happening. So we know we have no hope in the government. I we knew. know we have. I know you knew. I'm already, I'm, I am the one lefty podcaster that told us all <laughs> we were going to lose. Just so I get credit for that in case That's people right. try to say anarchism isn't worth anything. I just want to say I was a lefty podcaster that was right. Yes. I'm just saying that we, I, I do think that losing that was another thing of like, man, you t- if you take away hope from people, you, no then we can really wrong. get things done. Yeah, there's no telling what they're going to end up doing. There's no fucking telling what's going to happen here, you know? Yeah, it's really quite deranged. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for calling in. You got a Twitter or anything you want to get out there? Um, I have a new podcast, um, called 1000 podcast, and you can find that on my SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash twin chicken. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Twin chicken. We want to hear more from you. Yeah. That was a great call. (laughs) In the chat, uh, Mujeres Libres says they're an essential worker as well. And it's very weird that everyone is having this shared experience of staying home and I go to work every single day. I've been thinking about that a lot watching even like when I go walking, there's these construction workers that are just, they're constantly doing their construction and you're like, they're not. That's the other thing is that like, we're not having a collective experience of staying home. We're having a collective experience of working while people like us stay home. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it's not like people like me and you that are relatively yeah, we, comfortable. We stay home. Bar patron A and bar patron B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normally go to the bar and spend X amount of dollars every single Saturday so that bartender A and bartender B can pay their rent. Yes. So there are a bunch of people who are staying home and sort of having a shared experience. But I think the wider shared experience, and we always have to remember that, is that the people working in these big box stores, these hardware stores, these places that are working now, they're the most of us. Yeah, and and, and yeah, Taco Bell isn't telling them, like, get ready because we're going to shut down. They're telling them, you are expected to be here on your schedule. Yeah. People are going to be in this drive through McDonald's, like, they're saying, here's a mask, here's some gloves, come to work. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, all these... Well, they're people, hiring. They're all hiring. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess... I don't know. I'm handling this thing pretty bad. I'm on my own. I don't know how it would be if I had a job to go to every single day like that. But I don't know. I feel like, in a way... But somebody... There is the idea that, like, re- retaining a sort of normalcy maybe is good but then there's the idea that like if i don't feel safe retaining normalcy doesn't help me at all you know yeah there's not going to be normalcy we need to not have that that's not a conversation for going to uh, what i'm saying is retaining your normal schedule that you had before coronavirus like i there's a part of me that thinks like well because i do basically retain the schedule that i had before i do all the same shit 
you know? And, um, but like, uh, if I was going to an Amazon warehouse or if I was going to the grocery store, uh, yeah, I think, you know, having normalcy would be fucking great. But also if it's dangerous, I don't want that goddamn normalcy. You know what I mean? Well, and it's dangerous. I think the people at the grocery store, I, I just think they're getting a raw deal in this thing. They are. And they're, they're just like, I, all I see on the highway when I drive is billboards that say, thank you to our frontline nurses and doctors and medical workers. And I, I don't see thank you to the people delivering my food. And I don't see thank you to, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, I don't see that stuff. When I drive over here, I see signs, dude. Yeah. All, all down the, all down the highway. When I drive to your house to do this show, there are signs that say fucking, you know, none of them say grocery store workers. Yeah. None of them say that like the people that keep us running are the grocery store workers. Yeah. Yeah, and so there was another essential worker in the chat that said, like, they accept the duty of doing it, but Jesus fucking Christ, stay away from me. Yeah. Like, the least amount of time, like, the movie theaters is not essential. No. Street Fight is not essential. Like, this is something that we don't, uh, we're not going to get to do a tour until they have a fucking vaccine. Otherwise, we're going to have to fly to places where only 20 people would show up so that yeah. we can do a show and everybody can put their fucking arms out and make sure they aren't touching each other. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, and plus this isn't a risk and, and you're right. Like uh, the other thing is like sending people back to the movie theater seems, listen. Here's what I know. I know that Trolls World Tour made Banger. a ton of fucking money. Like Banger. a lot more in three weeks of streaming than they did the last Trolls made in its entire theatrical run, I believe. I know that the movie theaters are pissed off because Trolls World Tour was put out on streaming. Like yeah. They're pissed about it. Of course. They wanted it pushed back. And the studio that made Trolls World Tour is Universal, which is one of the big boys. And, like, if these theaters are willing to risk us, fuck them. You know what's cheaper? <laughs> you know it's cheaper to spend $20 to rent a movie than it is to go to the movie theater? You know? For two people? Yeah. No, or three? You know? <laughs> no, we told her, like, we had kids over and we're like, we're going to rent Trolls. And they're like, how much is it? It was like $20. And they're like, do you get to keep it? And they're like, no, it's for a rental. And they're like, really? And I was like, well, if we would have went to the movie theater, I would have spent probably $70. Yeah, <laughs> so this yeah. is saving me money. Yeah. Like, I'll give you $20 on the way out. It's like, all anybody's ever wanted anyway. That's capitalism, though. Capitalism is like, we got to keep these multiplexes open. Look, if there's a small movie theater in town that wants to show movies, I think people will come and see those movies. But you don't got to fucking see Black Widow on the big screen. I'm fucking sorry. You can watch Black Widow at your house. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Trolls World Tour is a movie that should be watched in another room where the kids have been given ice cream treats and the door has been locked and the parents are drinking and playing cards on the other side of the door. Yes. It's not something that you should sit down and grown up should watch. Yeah. Although they have a diamond head and rift in there. Because oh they're so mad though. The, the movie theater people were so mad. It would like one of them said universal studios is dead to me. And it's like, no, they're what not. Do you, you I got some work it out and do movies again. <laughs> But what do you, what, I mean, are they going to charge twice as much for the tickets? I mean, what's the point of selling out a quarter of the theater? 
I don't really know. And and I don't I don't even know like the extra people that they'll have to have work there will make things cost even more. If yeah. there's a person that has to stand at the door and they have to check your temperature and then a person rips your tip. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because in this situation, each person has to do something different because you, you want your hands like off of the same isolated thing. Yeah. You know, it, it really doesn't. There's, I mean, I guess you could require a mask, which keeps it from getting out, but like you, you really can't make people leave a mask on either. Like, yeah. I went to the grocery store today, and a big sign on the door, or I went to the gas station today to grab some. There's a big sign on the door that says, uh, we're going to ask you to take your mask off if you buy cigarettes. It's like, well, then what's the fucking point <laughs> in wearing a mask? <laughs> Just let kids have cigarettes in COVID. That's the smoking age is 14 now. I just don't get what the point of the mask is if you have to fucking take it off. But I bought alcohol with the mask on. Yeah, so I have to. Yeah, I have to. It's weird. I just got old eyes though. Because when I went to do it, when I went to buy the alcohol with the uh, with the mask on, I was like, "They don't fuck it." Why? The guy checked my ID. I was like, "What? What are we doing here? Dude, this is ridiculous." I went to the liquor store. I had on a black and red hoodie, black jeans, black and red Jordan Thirteens, and I had a red bandana on. I totally looked like a fucking gang member, and I walked right into that liquor store, and it was the weirdest feeling in the world. <laughs> I still don't understand it. All right, you ready? Yeah, go for it. Let's go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. Hanging internet. Hello? Howdy. Hello. What's up? Hey, wow. I'm so excited. Um, I'm a Terry. Um, I live in D.C. Um, and I wanted to tell a story about um, a handshake gone awry. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yes. Is it a recent <laughs> um, It was like within the last six months. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. So um, hmm. for my way of background, I, I'm a tax lawyer. Um, and like uh, where I work, I work for the federal government. Hey, and I, um, I, I wanted to know when you did all of your studying, did they, did they ever point out that taxation is theft? Did they ever say that? In your <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, we say it every day. No, we don't. We don't say it every day. Did they no. say anything um, about the non-aggression principle and how taxes violate? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot of libertarians in tax for some reason. <laughs> they help us beat them. I need to get a libertarian tax lawyer. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's truly amazing so like you're just like you know what we're doing right <laughs> like they yeah it's it's amazing it's really imagine different yeah rules, it blows though. my mind there's a lot of people yeah we just need to follow the constitution i saw i always say they'll get us out of every little every little problem we have is the constitution <laughs> yeah dude yeah just keep a copy in your pocket it'll be fine um but there's also a lot of people on the left intact too, which is pretty cool. That's good. Um, but so I work like, um, the, my like colleagues do like a half hour every Friday and I don't usually go, but like my friend, it was like one of her last days. So like 
I decided to go. Um, I don't, I don't like drink or anything. Um, and so <laughs> I, you know, you do these things where like friends of friends show up and like you introduce yourself and you like never actually remember anybody's name, but you just like do it because it's like polite. And, um, this, my friend introduced me to this person who works at, um, one of the big accounting firms and like, he had like a chip on his shoulder or something. Cause he like, he's like one of those guys who like talks like this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, you know, and like, he had like a little bit like too tight, like work clothes on, like a too tight collared shirt it's and like, too tight pants. Yeah. Medium. Yeah. It's medium. Yeah. And it was like, you don't need to look sexy at work, but like whatever you can look sexy at work. I'm not going to, Make like tell you how to live your life. I hate these but darker khaki. He, um, my thighs bust out of them. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. They, yeah, they like, and fucking he's, like, rolled up guys like squat. Yes, yes. And like he like rolled like sleeves rolled up to like show off his like forearms. You know, it's like yep. dude, like where you're getting down to work. <laughs> like you're getting down to work typing. Um, <laughs> but so um, anyway, so. My friend was like, oh, this is so, I don't even remember his name. And he, I shook his hand and he shook my hand. He squeezed so fucking hard. Like my like lizard brain like took over or something. And I just squeezed his hand as hard as I could back. And he like recoiled and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And, um. God damn. Yeah, it was like, I guess. So you did it, it was, back to it was him? Like, I don't, you know, and then he thought that you were. I didn't, like. Yes. And then I look like the asshole because nobody, like, is looking at, like, how hands grip each other, right? So I just looked crazy, which was true, but, like, I didn't start it. Ah, uh, yeah. So, he didn't start it. He tried to knuckle roll you. Thank you. He thought he was going to knuckle roll yeah. you. And just have you put up with it. And you're the first person that like that went back at him. Probably not good for your networking or, or good for your career, but I think it was <laughs> the right move at the time. I think it's really funny though to yeah. have like a really swole guy with like Popeye forearms be like, ow, ow, you hurt my hand when you shook it. <laughs> I know. Ah. I know. It's like we're all tax players too. Like none of us are cool. You know what I mean? Like, none of us are cool. That's just okay. And, I don't know. He wanted to be cool. <laughs> um, you know, everybody, yeah, that was, everybody, that was at, everybody at the call center was like that, too, though. Like, there were, that we had people oh. that were, like, buttoned up, handsome boys that tried to, like, act like, <laughs> and it's funny, because you're making $9 an hour, but you work in an office. And <laughs> I think that's what it is. If Once you work in an office... You think you become something. You are. You're yeah. I mean, because you're in the building, they're talking about all the people on the floor, like what's about to happen to them, and you're in the office hearing the scuttlebutt. They're like, Yeah, we're about to bring the hammer down on all these healthcare plans. And you're up there like, ooh, and you're watching you're watching them from the window on their forklifts and just knowing that they're about to have an an all uh, all hands deck on deck meeting that's going to ruin their life. And just having like like uh, this guy sitting around thinking about how he has to project power. Yes. At his tax lawyer job. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. Get him with the hands. Yes. You know it's it, you know it's funny Seriously. um 
I handshakes are such a weird thing. And it's a small group of guys that really grab onto it as like the indication of everything about your character. It's like some sort of palm reading thing in a way. I've had yeah, so many guys. They've all read like. Go ahead. They've all read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad too, you know? Yeah, that's like, one of my jams. It's, that's like it's part of their culture. Like handshake culture is like Rich Dad, Poor Dad culture also. It is. I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things. It's like when you're a kid. And you you conceive of business as these as thing as anything more than just getting business done. You're like, no, I have to do business. That means I have to wear a collared shirt. It means yes. I have to roll a guy's knuckle if he's lower than me on the chain. You know, like the handshake is so important in business, and that's just such a childish way to yeah. to think about it. It's, well, it's really male. I think like that's something that has struck me is like at work men everything is like a zero-sum game for them it's like like the speed that they walk like how they carry themselves like who goes through the elevator first like holding the door pushing the button like just all these things that like i don't like when i've been in like mostly women workplaces like we haven't had it hasn't been a power thing whereas i feel like men there's constantly this like i'm gonna squeeze the shit out of your hands like i'm gonna like you know, do this or like do that. And it, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's not the best. Let me no, present right. the other side you're of right. this where I walk every day. I love taking a big, long fucking, you know, 18 mile walk. And every once in a while, my wife's like, hey, I want to do the first leg of your walk with you. That woman walks so fucking fast, man. I'm like, hey, <laughs> we move. We don't move that fast. You know, and and then like by about like two miles in, she's like, I'm exhausted. I'm just tired. I'm like, no shit. I've been running next to you. So I feel like she's trying to out macho me, okay. which is what we do in my house. You know, whoever's the toughest, most macho is the winner. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it really is. It comes down to that trad life type of thing uh, where you can kind of cobble together this idea of some sort of like tradition in communication uh amongst like businessmen and things like that but it's it, it it's antiquated but at the same time pervasive as hell because there's all these like insecure young guys that just want to pretend yes. like they know it all or that they are at the top of their field or that like like you said they're they're nobody can be just no one can be good at their job there has to be someone that's best at their job and that's them yeah and I think it's kind of reasonable in a lot of ways, too, because you do see people at work, like, getting fucked, right? Like, they do create situations where, like, you know, you have to, like, fuck someone to just keep your job. You have to advocate for yourself. And, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, like, it's super shitty, but, like, it's a reasonable, like, understandable reaction. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, I mean, it's the system set up for all of that stuff to to prevail and it's so stupid though like I, I when i remember being young and under 25 and just desperately wanting to think i had things figured out and when it was finally i accepted that i didn't know everything and i was able to like work on stuff and i was able to see things in a in a in a more emotionally healthy way than like i'm mad at everybody that point points out when i'm wrong 
you know, like it was a better living for me. Like ultimately this kind of stuff has to be taken out of all of the way we do transactions because it doesn't help anyone in the long run. Well, I think the handshakes it, it, are over. Yeah, it's, 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 I think handshakes are over, but they're going to make you play bloody knuckles with them. <laughs> yeah, bloody elbows. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see this elbow I throw when we get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched it? You know, yeah, right. I was going to say, have you ever watched like, a game of bloody knuckles? What is the Go ahead. That's a ballsy Oh, move. sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. No, we were oh, just being What idiots. is like the... the like, <laughs> You think the aggressive thing that people are going to do to show like dominance in greeting is like fucking up each other's elbows? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just a possibility. I, I do mean, think that. Well, okay, okay. I was like, what? I think bloody knuckles will make a comeback because it's uh, like only quick <laughs> contact. Yeah. I've been seeing all kinds of sport. I've been watching like niche sports lately. Oh, really? I watched arm. I watched. Like what? So I watched this Felix posted it well he posted the name of it and i had to google it it's mma oh and arm wrestling in the same sport where they arm wrestle but you could also kick and punch around the table the other day <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and i was in love that's with a it game. <laughs> i love it that's I mean, awesome. you can't really hit any you can also do like arm bars and shit to them too yeah, yeah. if you can get to them but you're also fucking arm wrestling and it's like this wait is you have to stay seated no, you're standing up at a table, and you have the arm wrestling done. Like, they tape your hands together and everything. Wait, they tape them together? Yeah. Oh, wow. So then, is... you're fucking arm wrestling, and then the guy... elbow down, right? Yeah, and then the guy on the other side of the table would just kick around the table, get you right in the head, and knock <laughs> you out if he wants. <laughs> and they're like, oh you can see him standing there. I mean, what do you... You don't guard? Really? So guys were getting concussions because they were just getting punched in the fucking face? You're just fucking arm wrestling, and the guy across from you Stop, 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 stop. It didn't last very long, but I loved it. And slapping. Slap uh, fighting. I'm into slap fighting. That's I've been watching the best of the slap yeah. fights. So good. Yeah. Like when someone gets the yeah. dust slapped off of them, like when they hit somebody and it's just all particles that are left behind. Of just like sweat and hairspray and who God knows what kind of filth is on the person. But they just slap the dirt off of them. That's like the only good Oh shit! That's like the only good uh, uh, macho thing. Yeah, slap fighting. It's it's like d dudes doing pain stuff to each other. I loved Mercy. I never won a game in my entire life of Mercy, yeah. but I love it. Or like I, bloody those, knuckles, like, burns where you like twist oh. <laughs> the skin on someone's arm with the eraser. You oh, yeah. like, ah, I had one of those on my hand. Like, we used to have to do those on our hand to be the cool kids yes. when I was in elementary school. Smiley face what about smiley face tattoos? <laughs> I have one of those, too, because I wanted to be a cool kid. I have a smiley face tattoo. But the worst fucking possible thing was, like, the size of the eraser burn you had to have to be one of the cool kids. And I was always like, you know, this is really, like, I remember thinking, like, this is really, really stupid. But, like, I'm not going to not be cool. 
You yeah. know, so I'd just be sitting there with the <laughs> what it takes. <laughs> yeah. And you walk around with a bloody fucking nasty scab on your hand for weeks. But you would just be like, I fucking did this, you know, yeah. to myself because I'm crazy. I'm dedicated. Or the bur- or like the real crazy people, they would have other people do it to them. You know, I love that stuff. I think I, I really think, mutilation in elementary school. Well, no, I just love I love when people like really try to like really, really test their limits of pain that they can take. I'm a guy that likes to do that, too. That's why I get in a mosh pit. Yeah, I get that's why I mosh at concerts. It's like, can I fucking take an ass whooping? Yeah. Yes, I can. Turns out I can. <laughs> Well, that's, that's like you remember Atomic Sour Warhead? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Love them. Yeah. Same genre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my dad would give uh, me eight dollars every two weeks for my allowance, which was low then too. Like that, it's not just some like old man thing. It was low at the time. Eight dollars for two weeks. Yeah, eight dollars every two weeks. And I was a smoker, so it was like, come on, man. <laughs> some of this is going to that. Yeah, Dad. You gotta get well every day, <laughs> Mister. You're my rug doctor. You get me off the floor. <laughs> but uh, he would give me eight dollars every every two weeks and I would go and they were five cents a piece, the tear jerkers. Yeah. And I would be like, well, this is the best bang for your buck. Cause you can get 25 of these fucking things. <laughs> right. And I would buy 25 of those things and eat them in two hours. And my whole mouth would oh my God. hurt. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, Cause we would there... suck them too. We yeah. wouldn't fucking chew the gum like normal people. We'd yeah. suck all the sour stuff and off. Like, I love this stuff. All those bullshit ass people ate their plain fucking M&Ms and just enjoyed it and didn't have any sort of ex- otherworldly experience well, with that. They just were like, oh, I guess that was a treat to have. They didn't test themselves with warheads. The things about back in the 90s, though, about the warheads and stuff, like growing up in like 90, 92, 93, 94, 95, is that your parents would be like, I don't know why you eat this shit. Like, they would be all, like, surprised. Like, what is this? Why are you, you, these kids are getting out of control with their candy. And you'd be like, yeah, I love it. I love it. I'll do it all day. <laughs> like, yeah. you're evil can evil. You can, yeah. It's not the same you guys, anymore. You guys remember Norton Pixie Sticks? Was that a thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Philly, oh, yeah. so we yeah. I did Smarties, yeah. too. Yeah, I, uh... You- Smarties? Yeah, we crushed them up. That was the With first like a time we did card it. or something. <laughs> yeah, well, like so, uh, uh, it was light, Jason that ID? told me about it. Jason was in sixth grade, or Jason was in middle school, and I was in fifth grade. And he's like, "We was snorting Smarties today," and I'm like, "What? What's snorting Smarties?" He's like, "You just crush them up, and then you just get down there and you really give them a snort." <laughs> and I did it, and I was like, "It doesn't really do anything, but it's like snorting cocaine, so it looks really cool." Yeah, that was back then. It was like. Build so cool habit. to snort cocaine. And I was in fifth grade, so it was just kind of like... You're that, getting ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you want to... You wanna, you're about to go to middle school. You might be offered cocaine. You want to know what to do with it when <laughs> you get there. T- they do tell you that, though. <laughs> That's what they tell, tell you in dare. In fifth grade, they're like, you're going to have a lot of cocaine in middle school and junior high school. There's going to be so much heroin. <laughs> and you're just going to have to, like, just avoid all the heroin kids and get to class. Stay on track. <laughs> avoid all the heroin kids and get to class. <laughs> that was dare. That was fucking dare. It really was. It's true. Like, you were going to be fucking going down a... Oh, the waste uh, would, It would look like Times Square walking yeah. down to your classes, like, where they'd just be standing outside. Like, 
Hey, little kid, <laughs> I got some cigarettes. Some Lodi is there yeah. with a bunch of Quaaludes. And is like, let's get out of math class and go have some fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, hey, man. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we Thank you. We agree. Macho guys suck. Yeah, I agree. Especially handshake guys. Yeah, but it kind of rocks. Okay. Kind of rocks. Yeah, you got him back. As long as you get him back. I mean, that was like, I think Macron got Trump on that, right? Macron thought he was going to get knuckle rolled and he gave it back to him and hit him with the fucking squawk box and got him Trump screaming, right? So, I mean, I think it is good to play offense on that. that. If if a guy has his sleeves rolled up to show off his gigantic forearms, you have to go into that handshake to punish him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trump deserves it. Yeah. The most powerful right. man in the world. He should expect to get his knuckles rolled by every single person yeah. who shakes his I'm fucking coming. hand. I'm coming for those knuckles. If I fucking shook Do Trump's it. hand, I would fucking squeeze the fucking roll. shit out of those things. Like a poker chip in my hand. It's Just, like, oh, you think you're the most powerful man in the world? Let me show you some power. <laughs> <laughs> and make him cry. Yeah. Squeeze them tendons up. All right. Have a good one. Peace. <laughs> so now on my screen, while we're talking... Is, uh, is a YouTube video with 154,000 views called Insane Game of Bloody Knuckles. <laughs> oh, no. These two guys. You can watch it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see. Oh, man. Oh, their knuckles are pretty messed up. An insane game of it? <laughs> the people that I saw play it were insane. I couldn't imagine being big enough to be on the YouTube. Well, these screen. guys were like lifters. These guys oh, looked like they God. just got back from the gym. Jesus. And they were just like, uh. All right, next. Oh, look at this one. You bleed, you lose too. Bloody knuckles competition. Painful. Bodybuilder versus normal guys. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have that on. I'm not paying attention to it the way you think I am. Yeah, it's a you're like sloughing off on the job now. You're gonna be watching (laughs) bloody knuckles vids this whole calling show. No, I'm gonna look for professional mercy too. (laughs) (laughs) Pro mercy. Pro mercy. I love mercy alliance. I love mercy. Can't play it anymore because of my wrist. Oh no. Maybe you and Jason could play a game of Mercy. <laughs> Thanks for like watching Street that. Fight. Who we're talking to tonight? <laughs> oh, hey, uh, is this me? Yeah. You tell us. Uh, apparently, uh, this is. Uh, you can call me Dan. I'm uh, out in Brooklyn. Oh, what's up? How's it? What's in your Brooklyn? name? What's your name? Uh, I mean, you've you've heard pretty much what everyone else has uh, said about it. Um, big reason I'm calling though is uh, I uh, I work in academic research. Um, I'm a grad school dropout and, uh, I've got a background in virology and immunology. Oh, cool. shit. We got experts. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, I just thought like, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of shit going on, a lot of, you know, questions and stuff. If, you know, figured I'd call in if you guys had any questions or anything, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, let let you know what I'm what I'm hearing, what my what my friends off in the virology area are saying. How what do you do? What, I, yeah, say so I my I want to know what you up to. Yeah, like well, I want to know how you're living your life. Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I'm uh, so I work for a uh, uh, university, uh, like a teaching hospital place out here. We're all <clears throat> they all send us home. Uh, it was about like I don't know mid March, so I've been basically just like. You know, handling the uh, handling the kind of shit they got, like you know, like making sure like invoices get paid, all that stuff. 
Are you uh, like go, are you taking making walks? Sure. Is taking walks bad? There's a question for you. Is it, taking a nice walk bad? It, it's not. It's not so bad outside, but I broke my toe like three weeks ago, so I've been stuck inside. Ah, uh, that sucks. But I, uh, that's what I, yeah, I've no. been wondering if it was wrong that I take walks. And even lately, so I bought a Camelback finally because my back was Ooh. killing me, dude. <laughs> killing me. Yeah. So now I'm a Camelback guy. Okay. But you know what I've been carrying with me on my walks? Just a thing of cold brew coffee that I made myself that I'm just, I don't go inside anywhere now. I'm Does a Camelback it, guy. Don't you? There, aren't there like mole straps that you can hang the coffee off of your Camelback? Well, I think I, I made sure to get one with storage so I could throw the coffee in the okay. Camelback, too. Okay. I'm Cam sad, dude. Camelback Brian. You know what's weird about Camelbacks? I'm sorry, caller. We'll get right back to you. <laughs> oh, God. Let me tell you what's weird. No, about no, 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 no. You, you go on. Go on. Let me tell you what's weird about Camelbacks. So I was looking at Camelbacks, and one was for men and one was for women. They looked exactly the same, except for the women's one was 2.5 liters and the men's was three. <laughs> And I was like, what's that? I mean, could you call that small and medium or like large and medium? Right. Like, men's or women's. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, I mean. Let me guess. It was like two bucks like more expensive, right? I guess. Uh, the men's one was more expensive. Yeah. Because there was more. Uh, but but well, it's just, a, it's a funny thing. Camelback believes that dad gets the big piece of chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's believes just, there's a daddy's share of the food. It's such a weird thing to be like, this is the men's one because it's bigger. <laughs> I mean, everything I get in my house is bigger than everybody else's. Though. I get in trouble if I'm not bigger than my wife. Like, whenever I start losing weight, she's like, I think you weigh less than me, and I feel like I'm in trouble over it. <laughs> I have to be bigger for her sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, how, how dangerous... I, I, I guess I what I would like to ask you also, somebody that has done research into this stuff and stuff like that, like, how at risk am I at the grocery store at this point? Like, I, I sort of feel like I'm maybe panicking a little more than I should when I have to go. And I'm wearing gloves and a mask. But I still, every time when I get home, I think I have coronavirus. Dude, you've already mentioned like two dumb right. shit reasons you went to the store <laughs> that I would be worried about more than the grocery store. Which store? What? You see, you yeah. popped into the gas station to get something? Well, I had to get something at the gas I had to get Tums, dude. Oh, okay, yeah. That's not a dumb reason. I needed Tums. Hey, don't stop from getting Tums. Oh. Thank you. And then I no, bought I, a Camelback like, on the internet. They sell it at the grocery store. Yeah. I bought a Camelback on the internet. Okay. I ordered that off the internet. Okay. All the shopping I've done has been on the internet. I haven't gone to the store very much. Okay. I would love to go to the store more. I heard a few stores mentioned. What? When? earlier the gas station that's the only one that's i went to one. a gas that's station that's the one i'm thinking of then i guess that's the only one all right well i went to firehouse subs i did go in there <laughs> there you go and mcdonald's <laughs> there you go mcdonald's was the other one i, heard. I didn't go inside either of those yeah you touched them crummy ass gloves that they got on covered with well i had gloves gingivitis on too. And that's the thing i have gloves and a uh, mask so like how am i fairly safe like is it really super duper dangerous in there should i feel here's the thing I feel like every single surface outside of my home has coronavirus on it and should be treated as such. And it's not doing good for my mental health. <laughs> and I'm wondering if that's the way I should be thinking. Uh, I mean, you want to know how like I'm doing it? I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of acting the same way. Like 
so I, like I used to work with, uh, like HIV, like direct, I, I used to make that stuff. I used to make concentrated HIV that we'd send off for like experiments and other stuff. Okay. And when I was working with that, like I'd, I'd act like any surface around there could possibly have it on there. You know, you're not going to get HIV. Like, you know, if you like touch the surface, like touch your face or anything, but like you can with this virus. Yeah. So, you know, I am, I am a little, you know, a little more careful about that. Okay. Um, but I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, the, there's, there's steps you can do, right? It's things you can do to make, make you a little safer. And, uh, you know, the big, the biggest thing, just don't touch your face. Oh, that's the worst. That's the hardest thing in the world for me to do. It's something I like, but it I've is. been wearing the face mask and then like, if I if I feel like I gotta touch my face if I'm at the grocery store, right? I'll leave my cart by the door and I'll run out to the car and take my gloves off and just fucking rub my whole face and then put the gloves put new gloves on. No, <laughs> like, I do. Okay, I gotta, new, new gloves. No, face. new new gloves is good. I bring new like gloves four is good, pairs of gloves. I, I see and, people fucking that up. Oh God. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you the truth. On like the first time I wore the gloves, I did like touch my face with the gloves on. Like I was like scratching my nose and picking my nose with the gloves. I was like, what am I fucking doing yeah yeah you know i, yeah. I just no, that's, every, that's everyone for, that's everyone starts that out yeah it's just uh, somebody yeah. so we have an uh, there's an intelligent person that listens to the show and they are in the chat room right now they oh, no. they want they have a question they said what, right. what percentage of infection are they estimating for herd immunity with covid19 and do we have any idea of what percentage we're at already Ooh. Ooh. I was going to ask you, that's a, can you, no, can you theoretically take too much LSD? That's the only question I've had about <laughs> staying inside for so long is that I feel like it dude, might I mess know me it, up dude. forever. I want to be on permanent. Question, trip, though. Question is, the question is, will you ever be able to question is, will you ever be able to take enough LSD while you're inside? Right. There isn't enough. You're right. That's true. That's I actually, no, and, never enough. And I don't know if this person listens or not, but I'm going to chat with this dude who went and bought 50 hits of acid and said he's going to do acid 50 days in a row to rewire his brain. And I'm like, dude, you are fucking, a, you're a fucking cosmic. It's exhausting. Right yeah. I want, I want, I want that guy taking notes as he's going. Well, I, I did it for like a, three months. Right, Jason? Like about? We get it every night, every other night for a whole summer it's when I was 19. Up. I've been trying to do acid as much as I can, but like <laughs> <laughs> eventually you have to sleep and like get real lasting sleep and that like fucks up the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are we looking at? So yeah, I mean like a herd immunity. You know, that's that's a that's the tough thing. It's uh it depends upon a lot of shit. Uh you know, how how many people got it? How how often it spreads from one person to the other? Um, we've been fucking up with the uh, with the testing, so we don't have a lot of that information. Uh, numbers people talk about it's anywhere between sixty percent of the population and ninety five percent of the population. Like uh, I know with like uh, measles, you need like ninety percent of the population to be immune to get herd immunity. Okay. Um, but here's the and here's the thing. Like this is the shit that like. This is the shit that pisses me off the most with everything that's going on right now is that one, let's assume that you get this and you become completely immune after you're infected, which you don't know. Like that's actually like a real open question right now. It's sure. like you're probably getting some, you're probably getting some measure of immunity, but like, you know, you don't, scientists don't like to talk about shit unless they know it for sure. But even if that's the case, like some of the people that get this and survive, it fucks you up. Yeah. Like yeah. it's bad. 
Yeah, like I, you know, I've got um, on your lungs. I've seen in some people. It's really nothing to like. It's really nothing to, to kind of just you know shoo away like that. But we've gotten to the point where no, people are like, you know, one percent of us will die, but it's not that at all. No, it's like one percent of us will die, which you know, okay, you fucking ghoul. Uh, 30% of us will have, you know, uh, reduced lung capacity for the rest of our lives. And maybe like 20% of those will have, you know, increased risk of strokes for the rest of their life. You know, there's a lot, it's just like, there's a ton of shit in here and, and you've got these, you know, small business tyrant mega, you know, like white supremacist fuckheads out in, you know, state capitals everywhere, like, uh, you know, shouting, bringing their guns into the state houses. You know, just so that they can get their, uh, you know, their Fuddruckers or whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's all... <laughs> yeah! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It takes somebody from Brooklyn to know the right chain to say. Yeah. Because me and you, they're all normal. Oh, Charlie. You know what I mean? Fuddruckers Fud is too good, That's man. abysmal. Like, if you're out there dying of, of Corona for a Fuddruckers half-pounder, God damn it, you're an asshole. I just heard, I just heard. <laughs> the thing that bummed me out, one of the things that bummed me out the most was I was listening to one of my favorite wrestling podcasts, Everything Elite, and uh, one of the hosts, Aaron, who, who I'm a big fan of, said that his girlfriend, or his wife, has driven by O'Charlie's every day this week on her way to and from work, and the parking lot just been straight packed at O'Charlie's. And I'm like, these people are going to fucking die to eat at O'Charlie's. Yeah. That to, to is have a sickness. That's a teenage, an American sickness. To have people heat up microwave food in the back <laughs> and bring it out to them and give them like a fucking margarita flinger to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it, you know, for me, though, like if like, okay, whatever, you want to risk your life, like, you know, like, you know, like, like, like the, uh, you know, you want to go risk your life jumping out of an airplane, like, you know, you're you know, I'm sorry for your family, but like you made a choice doing that, right? Yeah. These people are going out there and they're putting at risk the people at O'Charlie's eating up that food for them. Yeah. We don't need it. Like that's the real thing. That's why I kept trying yeah. to explain. I, I think that people don't understand that explanation. That's like, well, people have to work so that you can go get your Kung Fu chicken kickers, you know? And like, that's, we need to like, you need to understand that those people shouldn't have to be at risk so choice. that you can have, yeah, they should have a choice so that you can fucking have Buffalo They're, fucking a Buffalo pizza uh, chicken Parmesan sandwich. Yes. You know, fuck. I hate these people. Chicken Parmesan with buff sauce. They just, <laughs> <laughs> they just want to wander around a fucking target. That's all it is. Malfoy, dude. Yeah. It's they don't want their country music festival to get canceled. Yep. They're, they're going on withdrawal from yelling at the cashier. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them. So they're probably yelling at the cashier, though. Like, fucking mask. What's wrong with you with the mask on? That has happened. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Okies yeah. went wild. Yeah. No, there was the, uh, you, you probably heard, like, Oklahoma, there was a town that had a whole mask ordinance. And, uh, like people started showing up and like pulling guns on uh on people at the grocery yeah. store and they had, they like the the town backed down. Mm, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I hate these fucking people. Yeah, that's where we're at. A quick update to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch apparently has a, a a thing called Mercy in it, so I can't find Professional Mercy. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe I should just search. That's like maybe I should just search dudes playing Mercy. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> that so is Mercy like the knife kill in like Counter Strike or something? No, it's Overwatch. Something about Overwatch. Courtney Caldwell could answer that for. Okay, so she could answer that for us. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, uh, Mr. Scientist. We appreciate your input. And it's break yeah, no, no. time. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, thanks, thanks for calling. I've been listening for a little less than a year, but uh, you know, it's been a uh, you know, listening to you guys is, is eye opening. Sometime I'll I'll call in and tell you about how fucked up academic science is for a job. Nice. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. We'd love it. Thank you for calling, buddy. All right, have a good one. Peace out. It's time for a breaky breaky. Yeah, I'm ready for a break. I'm fucking laughing too hard. No mercy. Just not a single mercy game on YouTube. When the, <laughs> when he said Fuddruckers, that was the best shit ever. Because yeah. there's like, there's one open on the east side by my old house that like will never go out of business ever. No, that's closed. Oh, is it closed? It's a back doctor now. It's pain management. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same thing. That's the same customer base. <laughs> All they said was, <laughs> we're on the old Fuddruckers. They're like, oh, we I know love, where you're at. Man, I loved Fuddruckers growing up. I, mean, did, we would, I went there on prom night, dude. dude the Fuddruckers. The Fuddruckers on the east side had a, uh, what was it called? Rockman? arcade game they had the japanese mega man fighting game yeah yeah it was how the fuck they get i don't know how they they had it was Rockman versus dr whatever wiley i can't remember how what it was called but it was a fighting game that was from japan that they only had at that fuddruckers so i used to always ask to go to that fuddruckers i heard they had a vet i heard fuddruckers got a veggie burger too but if i think about like a half pound of veggie burger meat like that just is disgusting still I'm Keep searching it, if like there a, are any Fuddruckers within a hundred miles of us. Don't you like thin patties? No. Nope. You like big patties? I no. I like I like thin boys. You like a thin patty? Yeah. There's no Fuddruckers. I think we see them on tour a lot. Yeah. Um. Can poor poor Fuddruckers. You should get one pound of beef between t- two pieces of bread. They took that away from us. 9/11 did that to us. That was 9-11. Coronavirus yeah. takes the Cheesecake Factory. Fuddruckers is taken by 9-11. Yep. They blew those planes into that nacho cheese sauce. Who's uh, Flint still has them. Someone says Flint still has All them. All right, we'll drive up to Flint and get Fuddruckers when lockdown. I over. want that veggie. I need to go to Fuddruckers now. I want to eat it. I'll bet you it tastes like pure fucking dog shit. And I remember it tasting like the greatest food in the history of the world. So... We're going on break. Who's the Who's the songs? I don't know the song. Oh, uh, let me get that for you. Uh, somebody sent it to me today. They were sweet to me. It was yeah. The the ga- the video game I played was called uh, Rockman Power Battle. That's what it was called. Rockman. <laughs> Someone in the chat. It's so awesome. The people in the chat know exactly what I'm talking about. Rockman Power Battle. Look it up. So uh, this music is uh, by Concrete. It's called the or no, it's by the Jump Off. And it's called Concrete, and they say it's an album was written while working overnights in a warehouse and becoming radicalized, and uh, it gels with the messaging of the shows. So uh, check them out; they're on the jumpoff.bandcamp.com. It's we'll the be jump back. off right here.
everybody welcome back to the street fight call-in show we have a very full queue so now is not the time to call save it for next week we do it every single sunday night from 9 p.m to midnight eastern standard time you can call into street fight radio we want to know what's going on on the ground we want to know what essential workers are up to that's what we're here for to to get your message out and uh also to uh have you answer our questions about lsd so you can find more of what we do at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. If you want to contribute to the zine, head to streetfightradio.com. We just added a new zine submission portal on streetfightradio.com. Also, because a lot of people ask, if you ever want to know what song is played at the end of Street Fight Radio, we can't put it in the podcasting description because SoundCloud will take it down. But if you go to streetfightradio.com, in all the show notes is all the songs that we've ever played. So... Please enjoy. Uh, 
I am Brett. He is Brian. And who were we listening to, Brian? <laughs> You're in charge of music. Today? Yeah, well, own I don't it. think about it. Fucking I don't, own it, dude. I don't think about that. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let me get back in my messages. We just said it. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> Damn the it, jump off. album. The jump offs. Yeah. And, and it was uh, Concrete was the album. Concrete by Camp. the jump off. Also, listen to Lil' Kim jump off. You ready to take some calls? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is uh, Jake. What's up, Jake? What's up, Jake? How are you doing tonight? Oh, not too much. Um, yeah, I was just going to call in. I got a couple small business things to report from uh, Maine during the whole pandemic thing. Hell yeah, I love to hear um, yeah, I don't have, like, much really going on, because there's, like, nobody here, but um, we were, you know, it's like, doing the, they laid everybody kind of off and everything. I do solar installation, which I don't really think is a necessary service, but whatever. I agree. Um, what do you do? Solar. What was your job? Solar. Like solar panels. Solar panels. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. My bald yeah. head is a solar panel for my love machine. Penis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's good. That's good. I'm glad for you. You know, it's you green. Know. Happy know. to hear you're you're doing some you know green good things energy. in your life. But you're right. You're are you selling it? Or are you in? You're doing installations then, right? Yeah. No, I'm doing installations. I don't, I don't talk to customers. See, that's that shit sucks. Okay. Um, no, fuck that. There's a, it's a lot of like rich people. Like, we did one for um, the guy that, like, started Android. Like, he has, like, a summer home here, but then he bought an island. It's, like, a second summer home. Neat. Um, and shit. So, it's a lot of, like, assholes that I don't really want to talk to. Yeah, I can see. I can that, um, I heard that immediately as soon as you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so it was pretty cool this past, like, month or so because we, we took off. And our boss is trying to get us to all go through. And then uh, me and one of the electricians were kind of like, well, we'll wrap up this, like, big thing because we've been here for, like, nine months and we have two days left. But then we're going to, like, not come in anymore. <laughs> um, and uh, then we got, like, they made, uh, Maine made it really easy to get on unemployment. And they did, like, the extra 600. So we were all, like, doing pretty good. And then our boss sent out, and that was, like, a month ago. Um, and then our boss sent out a thing being like, Hey, we got this loan where everybody has to come back on payroll for us to get it. Uh -huh. Yup. We yeah. know that Meaning one. That, like you can't collect. Yeah. 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 People... So they're just going to get away with, with, with getting everybody back, getting that loan forgiven. And then just like, they just don't have to pay payroll for a couple months by the end of the year. Like it's just free money to the, to the small business pirate. Yeah, because yeah. you're not raising your pay or anything. No hazard pay or anything like no, that? No, God no. But you gotta, oh, God no. But you no. have to find oh. something for your people to do. That's the other part is that like you have to find something to do. Like I, I looked into it. I was like figuring it, figuring out how we could like rip off the government with the, the salary reimbursement, the PPP program. And it was just like, I, there's no, I can't justify anybody working for me. I can't imagine any, 
I can't imagine going out of my way to prove that people are working during this we time. We had Katie, Just, right? And Rachel. Yeah. But we're not doing the stuff that they did. Right. I mean, we we had people on the Yeah, panel. it got like a huge long Yeah, I got like a huge long email about it that it was like you line quality. I'll have to like send it to you. It's not about like trying to read it, but it's like it's a lot. Um and uh but yeah, talking about how like Oh, we've been deemed essential, and we were just, like, being nice to let you guys, like, not come in and stuff. And it's, like, you got to really kind of stretch it to say that, like, within that definition, we're, like, actually essential or whatever. Yeah. Um, They've all been doing that. Yeah. So it's just, And I was using that extra money um, to get my car fixed. Because my car threw a rod a couple months ago. Yeah. So I was bumming rides in. And the kid I'm bumming rides in with, um, is on immunosuppressants, so he's like high risk, you know. Yeah. Um, and he was trying to talk to him as well, being like, "Hey, can I just like not like come in? Like this is probably isn't a good idea." Yeah. Um, and like they basically were just like, "Yeah, we don't care." Like, like in response to like, I'm on immunosuppressants. Like I shouldn't just be driving all around the state. Like, well, there's um, I mean, touching there's gas pumps all over. Right. I mean. Uh- like all all that matters to these people is the legal ramifications. So if the business says they can be open and there's no protections in there for immunocompromised people, like they just have to blow right past it and just be like, I, I don't know. I guess you don't work here anymore. You know, you're a voluntary quit. And now you don't get fucking unemployment. Yeah. And that's what happened to the, the, my, the electrician that we were like kind of the last two. And we were just like, yeah, we're going to take off but they guilted everybody else into it. And I think it's just that we've been there like long enough to like, I don't know, not fall for the guilt trip, you yeah. know, from yeah. them. Cause like they just do it every, every other month, you know? Right. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, what they, uh, it's like crying wolf. Yeah, I mean, your, your, your business, I mean, yeah, the people in charge of your business are going to keep doing their same old dysfunctional shit, even during these times. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get a break on they're gonna they're gonna save money and cost everybody else money, but yeah, no, it's, it's pretty wild. And like um, the one guy too that was like, yeah, like I don't care if you're on any of press or whatever. He's like an anti-vaxxer and shit, like fucking like wild, wild yuppie type, you know? Um, yeah, that's that's it's, awesome. so it's just wild. It's like, dude, I'm kind of like always questionable around you, frankly. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be carrying all kinds of shit, like, like on just like, any given day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, I, I I know the cable companies are still going at it too. I have some buddies that used yeah. to work at the cable company, so I was gonna ask them to call in. But I don't know how much they like me and how much they would like the politics right. of the show. But I might, I actually might have some of them call in. I know they're not going into the house, but I also know how the cable company works. Where, like, if somebody demands you go in the house, they're going to send you into the house. Like, that's how it Yeah, exactly. It's the, same, it's the same thing. They're, gonna try, they're trying to say, like, you know, we're just trying to do what we have to, but it's just like, really like oh we got all this new business we got to we got to jump on it like all these all these rich people are bored and like sitting online being like oh hey maybe i'll maybe i'll finally look into getting some solar now you know on our on our vacation home like they're not even gonna be here 
for like another month or, or two. Uh, yeah, I don't know, it's pretty wild. Yeah. But there's a another tangent of that. It's a little just kind of funny. Okay. Um, so there's this, uh, this white supremacist guy up in Greenville. Um, Tom to Zinsky or something. I wrote it down. I can't, I can never remember what it is. Kaczynski, I think. Tom Kaczynski. And, um, so Tucker Carlson also spends a lot of time up there. Um, like Fox News. He's got like a, like a vacation spot up there. Um, and he had on this lunatic that runs a brewing company, um, Sunday River Brewing Company, which is like at the base of Sunday River, a sea mountain up in Newry. And he went on Taco Carlson's show and was like, well, fuck Janet Mills, like, I'm going to reopen. She can't tell me the state closed or whatever. And some of it seems like he had the personal beef with Janet Mills because before she was governor, she acted as his attorney in a case that didn't go very well. Um... <laughs> uh, and so he was like, yeah, I'm going to open everything. He, he was like on Fox News saying this, like nationally. And then like, they can't do anything about it. They won't do anything. So he tried to open up on Friday. And by the end of the day, he had his liquor license and his business license revoked. Um, and had to like shut down. And now has a GoFundMe and they're closed indefinitely. Um, <laughs> Freedom is... Which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Freedom just ain't free these days. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's wild. It was like you, you blasted it on national news, and then you were shot. You got <laughs> shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep my I keep my criminal dealings under wraps. I try to not make those the public of uh, any sort of yeah, mainstream it, media. It, <laughs> like you, you know, you don't break the law while you're breaking the law, sort of thing. You know, like absolutely. You know, don't you don't draw attention. So. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty fucking funny because they had like a whole line out the door and big broadcasts and everything, and now he's like shut down. Um, and there's a great interview that Crash Berry did with him um, did you, on Crash Berry's podcast. Hold on a second. Did, did you say Ted Kaczynski at the beginning of this? Who were you talking about? The Tom Kazowski or something? Tom Kazowski. Yeah. Mike Wazowski is the famous white supremacist. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom uh, K A W C Z Y N S K I. Okay. People. people my friend Lauren often makes fun of me for my inability to pronounce those names. No, I'm it's fine. You know. I mean, I just do. I'm doing the work for our inebriated listeners that seriously thought they just heard Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not, not the ghost. Okay. Not that I would admit to. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, thanks for calling in. <laughs> thanks for your yeah. update. Yeah, and it is funny. I, I mean, I love these guys that are like really fucking <laughs> defiant, and then they get like, just don't go on Tucker Carlson. Nobody would have known his yeah. stupid place was open. You can do whatever you want. Right oh, now. dude, all kinds of places are open. They're just not broadcasting. Exactly. It. Yeah. The thing is, like, that's what's annoying to me. Is like, I'm a fucking lawbreaker. I was a lawbreaker when all of you were kissing the cops' asses. You can go break the law all the fucking as much as you want right now. You can go do anything you want. Have a secret haircutters club. No one's going to fucking stop you unless you go on Facebook Live and say all of us are here to get our hair cut, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't advertise it, nobody will know that it's happening. Jesus. And especially, like, here, where it's, like, there's nobody around. Like, there's, like, I don't even, I think there may be a million people in the state. Like, (laughs) you know, like, it's pretty easy to hide. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of space. Like, it's, you can, you can do it really easily. And as long as you don't go on national news and say it. And, like, Andy tried to give out her phone number. He tried to, like, dox Janet Mills. Um, God. and they ended up cutting it or something, but they, he gave it the wrong number and they came out that like some like poor lady had to get her phone number changed oh, because man. people were just like calling in all these death threats and shit or whatever. Yeah. Thinking they, it was Janet Mills. The doctor here is Dr. Like, Amy Acton and, uh, she's being her. harassed outside of her house. People were marching up and down the street with rifles. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a uh, day-to-day life these days. So, welcome to the yep, insanity. It's thanks. Normal. thanks for checking in. We appreciate the call. Yeah. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Next. Hey, it's Kiara. Oh, our favorite. Hey, what's up? How's it going? How how is everything rolling right now? It's all right. Um, weird predicament. I'm making more money than expected. <laughs> ever. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I blame. Go ahead. I blame the fact that I got diagnosed with ADHD at the ripe young age of 32 last year, <laughs> and I'm finally medicated for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have been. I I am like in two ways here, cause like, like I am working more. But I almost now I've gotten to a point where I'm like, am I work? Am I like doing too much? Like, am I overexposing and shit like that? I'm doing everything. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be on citations needed this week again. Yeah, big guest. Woo woo. Oh yeah. Congratulations. I, yeah, I love. I hey, I went on that show and people still bring it up. That makes me feel good. So yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I I can't get shit done. I mean, that Adderall sounds like a real miracle thing. To me, because, like, I can't focus on stuff, but it also seems like it would make me feel like my heart was beating out of my chest and I'd want to go hide somewhere. I was worried about that, too. So I cut, they gave me the low dose, the 7.5s, and I cut them in half, and I take half in the morning and half with dinner, and I do fine. I haven't really had hardly any panic attacks because I can actually get my goddamn daily list done. So there's not all the shit that I can't do hanging over me anymore. Right. You don't feel overwhelmed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, right. On that speed. You need to get on it. I mean, go medical see the cocaine. I like regular cocaine. I uh, like it's like when I do cocaine, I'm like, shit. I think that this is like an actual real drug that you can get prescribed for that will make me like productive on a more regular basis than you know scoring drugs. Yeah, yeah, right. So you're getting your work done so, and and making some cash. I wanted to. Yes, I'm looking at you know trying to buy a house. So I'm with Polly, and uh, me and Giant Space Ant live together, and we want to get the rest of our polycule sort of living together. So I found this, like, five-bedroom house in our price range, like, looks super awesome from the outside, but there's no pictures of the inside. So I call, I'm like, hey, I'm pre-approved for this much, uh, can we see it? I want to do a virtual tour, I'm not going to, you know, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll get the uh, realtor to call you. This is Zillow. So you have to go through Zillow to actually get to a realtor. I don't know why 
Zillow gets to play middleman, but whatever. Okay. So I get a call from the, or a text actually from the Zillow agent and she's like, Hey, they said they're not going to do a virtual tour because there's a family living there right now. So I'm like, you didn't tell me that in the listing. I'm not signing up to kick somebody out of their house. I'm not signing up to be a landlord because these people are renting month to month. It's not their house that they're living in. Oh shit. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a duplex. Like there's two kitchens and two uh, living rooms, but they're, claiming that it's a single family home in the listing but clearly it's not because there's another family living there and you're supposed to are you are you buying half of it or you're buying the rights to all of it including like you're buying like uh renters as well they're not sure uh i asked are these people occupying some of the five bedrooms that this listing claims this house has? Yeah. And Zillow says, I don't know. I'll ask. <laughs> and I said, well, are they going to be moving out if I move in? And she said, well, that would be up to you. And I'm like, no, no, no that would not be up to me. I'm not fucking putting people on the street during a goddamn pandemic. Yeah. It's up to them. Like, do they even know the house is up for sale? My like, neighbors it's just shady as fuck. My neighbor's moving out. The, the, people i share the building with they're moving again Mm -hmm. my neighbors move like crazy i don't know why you know i'm a pleasant person to live next door to but uh yeah they're moving be haunted you know what's cool though about it i'll say this my daughter's best friend is her mom's looking at the apartment so it's like you know a nice little thing you know they can sit across the yard from each other i they can uh, make up an elaborate knocking communication between the walls yeah earlier but i mean this week my daughter got with her friends for the first time since the pandemic started Uh and they were sitting in the front yard like six feet apart but seeing all three of them together i swear to god dude i almost cried tears of joy it was the uh, like one of those smiles that come across your face that you never you you just don't feel it it was just like oh man you have to steal all that energy from them they take so much (laughs) from us that's all we can get back (laughs) it just feels good it felt so good to see them together i hope they do it again they also had a birthday party this week where birthday parties now mean you get in your car and you honk at people oh and it was at 11 (laughs) a.m which would have had me furious like when i recorded that episode of chapo there was a party a birthday party for my next door neighbor and uh right when chris said okay we're recording and will went into hey it's chapo honk 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 and i was like jesus christ what's going on out here yeah so you can't you you know you don't want to kick people out but zillow is basically saying look you got to kick them out or you can't have the house but they're saying we could become their skeezy ass landlords and we get to decide whether or not we kick them out. Oh, right, yep, right. yep. Okay, that makes like perfect sense. I, I had that happen. Someone bought my place while I was living there as well. Oh, man. But they're also not like letting us see inside. The listing has zero pictures of the inside. And when I asked about that virtual tour, they were like, no, we're not going to do that uh, because there's a family living there, but we can ask the family to take some pictures for you. And I'm like, well, what are you hiding? Yeah, I... Uh, like, what I, don't you want me to see about the inside? Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, that... They, I, I couldn't make that deal. <laughs> I don't think I could get down with that. Like, it would make sense if you could go over there in person and, like, and get a real handle on things and what's going on. 
But like if you want if you want to just buy a place and and have your polycule move in, like this is a big part of it. Like this is something they have to they have to they have to be completely transparent about what's going on with how much time do these people think they have on their fucking lease, you know? Like they're selling it to you. Right. Like, well, fuck them. Like you decide what happens to them. Yeah. You know, it's like what? They, they <laughs> signed paperwork, didn't they? Like when I when they sold my place, I literally got a fucking piece of paper in the mail. They, I, I was eating dinner and they wanted to have someone show our house. People came and looked at our fucking house while we were living in it. It was gross as hell. And then they sold it, and I got an okay deal with the guy that bought it, but. Uh, like I was never once consulted throughout the whole thing. I just got, I just kept getting letters in the mail that said, Hey, you have a different deal now. Somebody else owns your place. Yeah, but this wasn't in the listing or anything. And they were trying to like blame the fact they couldn't show the place to us virtually on the renters being like, well, you know, there's a family that lives there and they just don't clean up after themselves. So we can't really show you. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's awful. Uh, it's gross. You know what? I tell you, there's all, there's good real estate always. Like if that's the type of situation you're getting into, I would just find something else. Yeah, I hate that they're allowed to for do sure. that. I hate that they're allowed to write leases for people and then sell the house. Yeah, I just that feels like it should be illegal. And it, absolutely. Because I I would be nervous if my landlord said they were going to sell because I know I'd get kicked out of that fucking house. There's no way I pay ten thirty five a month. For rent and a three-bedroom with a basement in Grandview Heights? No fucking way I get yeah. that deal. No way. They would yeah. want to raise the rent by uh, like two or $3,000. My landlord ain't selling. They love having an apartment, I think. Kiara, can I ask some professional, can I ask some professional advice of you now? Sure. So we had last week, we had uh, Lydia called in. And during this, like, uh, during the COVID situation during quarantine a lot of new people have made their way into sex work and i wanted to know she had somebody that asked for like her saliva and like toenail clippings and stuff and i wanted your expert opinion on like when like how to handle the when things get escalated to that point you know when it's not just like your only fans pictures or whatever uh get a p.o box or use a friend's return address and probably don't sell your spit during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, no, I've done that before. I, I charge $50 for a small bottle of my spit, if anyone's interested. Okay. <laughs> but you're just saying... And no. uh, yeah, just use just use a private address, not your address and not your name. Right. So that if they go, oh, well, I'm going to show up at this house, they don't show up at your house. Right. Protect that address. For sure. All right, good. That's what I thought. Well, thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. Uh, Best of luck to you in figuring that out. That's a fucking awful scenario to be in. It's just gross. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Have a good evening. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I bought a house too, and it's, you know, landlords are the enemy of this show, and I really didn't want to buy in a place where I was going to harm the community that I moved into. And it it took a long time to find the right place, you know? So I felt comfortable with the the transaction. All right. Well, first one's a failure. We're going to keep looking, though. Yes. You can uh, find Kiara online, HypnoFemdom on Twitter. Where else else are you at? 
MistressKiara'sDungeon.com. There you go. That's the hub for all things Mistress Kiara. Thank you for calling in. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good one. Peace. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, I, like, there was even times when my realtor showed me places that were, like, in up-and-coming areas, a.k.a. gentrifying, and I was just like, dude, I'm not into this. I'm not going to, I'm, you're never going to sell me on this. I'm not going to think it's a good idea to buy this, like, grossly underpriced house in this bad neighborhood. Like, that's not what I want to do. No, no. I mean, I couldn't kick somebody out of their house anyway. Oh, I know. Like, I couldn't, I don't have it in me. It's like literally 100% of my therapy for three weeks is that I don't tell people that I can't confront people. (laughs) Like, I don't think I could be like, you have to move out of here because I want to live here. Yeah, yeah. You know? Seems brutal. Really? I don't want that either. Like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to not pay rent to somebody. I don't want to be in charge of your living situation at all. All right. Let, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey there. Can you hear me? We can sure hear can. you. Hey there. This is Jason from Portland. I've called in a few times. It's been a long time since I've called in. Um, and I got, I guess I got a choice for you guys. Uh, I've been volunteering a lot lately and sort of like a, it was like a bullshit conversation with one of the volunteer coordinators, or I can talk about, uh, how like a bunch of, uh, people who were supposed to be training with the public transit company got suspended from work. Oh my God. Those are tough choices. Uh, go with the first one. Okay, uh, so I've been volunteering with a homeless shelter here in Portland. I'm not trying to name it so that way no one gets any flack here, but um, so long story short, uh, you know, most of the volunteers at the shelter, they like in the past, they've never really had consistent people, right? Because it's like, you know, most people are working, they'll do a day here and a day there. And, you know, the people who end up serving all the food and shit are the residents there. It's like, you know, some of the people who are sort of doing the halfway program, they help do the, like, meals that get handed out to people. Okay. Uh, But with the pandemic, like, you know, like, fucking every day, like, the same 10 people, just like, you know, randos, they, they always show up. We always show up for dinner, like, pretty much every day. Uh, to help hand out meals. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, like naturally over time, like these volunteers, they're going to start making friends with the residents there, you know, like how people do like yeah. just, and it's like a good thing because like, you know, helps you cooperate. Yeah. Have a good time. Well, so, I mean, it just, it's undeniable. I mean, uh, there's a connection between all of us whenever we're around each other. I mean, that's why we're all going crazy. In our house, whether we want to say it or not, oh, like, yeah. go into the grocery store once a week or like Brian does once every single day. That's like, not a, anymore. That, that's an anchoring point for a lot of us emotionally. Yeah. And I mean, going to oh, the yeah. store, I think like going to the store is like our church <laughs> in a weird way. It's like the only, 
<laughs> no, you're totally right. I mean, it's, it's like, not like I'm not trying to like, be like, hey, man, you oh, know what I mean? But it's, it's like, like I don't see other people unless I go to the fucking store. I don't even like talk to those. People. It's a ritual. It you is. do it every time. It yeah. is, and it's hard to imagine a world where that's like not something you do. You know, I, I guess like Through it him. sounds pathetic, but I do feel like. Brett, you a long time ago were saying that we need the left needs like a church. Yeah. Right? Like like one hour a week. Two hours a week of absolute miserable suffering that's done for the sake of others. Yes. And uh I think that's what we are, man. I think that like we have gotten to the part point where it's a fucking it's just a store. And uh it's the store is the place we go. We only know life at the store <laughs> when when things are fucking normal and i'm hanging out with my family and we have a whole night free i don't have to do a podcast gwen doesn't have anywhere to go katie doesn't have anything going on that night we all want to hang out together it's like what do you want to do and uh it is every time you want to go wander around target you want to go around Meyer? You want to yeah. go to Old Navy? I, I was thinking I had to go to the mall to pick up a few things. I'm not even blaming them as much as I do the same thing, dude. Like, there are so many times where I was like, well, I go on tour in a month and I need some new clothes. Yeah. Let's go get me some clothes, you know? And it was just because I felt like I needed to, I felt like you go to the store, you know? I don't really know. You're right. That's all I can is going to totally, the and it's like it we're, is. we're empty now. It it's is. like get, getting that normalcy, right? It helps you feel normal. It helps yeah. you feel connected. I mean, when I take my walks, so, like when I take my walks, and it's such a like a uh, 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 it's like a normal thing that I've always done, you know, and I still do them every day. I still walk roughly the same route. Uh, that is the time where I feel like there's not really a pandemic happening. And that, like, I'm alone. Oh, totally. I'm listening to music, and I'm just having, I'm having like normal person time. But as soon as I get home, I strip off all my clothes and take a fucking shower, and then it all gets back, and it's like, fuck. And yeah, you shouldn't have been around all those people. You start thinking about all those those strangers' faces that you saw, and they're filled with bacteria. What well, told you this Wednesday? Like the other day, I wanted a fucking, uh, the thin ice. I wanted skinny ice cubes that, that you fit can, in a water bottle. That you can put your straw through? No, no, no. That you can fit in a water bottle because a water bottle has like a top like this. Okay. A small top. Oh, I, thin uh, ice cubes. I wanted those thin ice ones. cubes so you could stick them in there. And, uh, in normal times, I would just fucking drive to Target and buy the goddamn thin ice cubes for $2. But like instead, it was just like, okay, uh, maybe next time I go to the store, I'll get some thin ice cubes. And then I was like, this must have been what it was like to be one of the pioneers. Yeah. Or settlers. Oh, yeah. You know? They had to wait for thin ice. <laughs> They'd have to wait two weeks to get thin ice. I know they're colonialists or whatever. <laughs> I'm just being a joker there. But, you know, I, I do. I, I, I really... I think we're, I think that even the, I, that's what I think I understand about the protesters is that the protesters really just want but they to go to the store because they never go to the store. Right. But they hit the wall. Like they didn't do any sort of introspection. They didn't say, why am I only finding validity in my life through purchases? 
Yeah. Why, yes. why is why is my day-to-day life completely designated upon the opening hours of CVS because I go to CVS every morning before I go to work or whatever it is to get my coffee or whatever fucking Mountain Dews for the day. Or yeah, cold brew. I need to stop at Starbucks to get every my cold single brew. day. It costs like fucking five dollars to make six days worth of cold brew. Yeah, you know. But and that's what I was doing, and I started making my own. I might not ever go back. And mm. like, well, it's just they're they're not open anyway, and it's like ah, that's one less place I have to go into. So basically, I'm spending my whole day outside, and that feels safer to me. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, it is a really odd thing. I, I, I saw a post of of these three women, these three white ladies. <laughs> Not women, white ladies. <laughs> yeah, white ladies. There's a di- I There's mean, a difference. women. Yeah. But I saw this of these three white ladies, like the real kind of white lady. Uh, may Karen, I speak to your manager, Karen? A Karen, type. a Becky, and a Sharon. So they're standing in the parking lot at Target, and they're like, we're not going to let the virus win. We're going to do our Saturday where we wander around Target for a few hours. Oh. I'm like, dude, there isn't even a few hours worth of shit to look at in a Target. What are you doing? They're Why are you doing this? Chatting. Yeah. We'll do that you out on the chat. fucking front porch. Yeah, you can Five feet from each other. Anywhere. Six. Sorry, I don't want to. But yeah. I'm sorry, I, I went off on a tear there. <laughs> yeah, that's a wild. <laughs> I forgot. No, it's all it. good. Honestly, no, honestly, plus one on that cold brew shit. My mom, she used to get Starbucks every, she was like a pediatrician, and um, she was getting like coffee every day before work. And she was saying recently, it's like, you know, honestly, I don't think I'm going to be doing that anymore. I think there's a lot of people who are like realizing that some of the little stuff that they were just doing in their routine is like stuff they don't actually need to do. That's, right. That's um, the, the call from but, the beginning, like the transition of being like, what is serving <clears throat> me? What am I holding on to? Like I, I say I'm a morning person until my get, get my coffee, but I've had my coffee disrupted for a fucking whole month. I can now make it. Been, been I know fine. how to make yeah. it. I know yeah. how to make this stuff. I went on the internet and I learned how to make bread. <laughs> yeah. I learned how to make coffee. I learned the way you like it. How to do all this stuff and it tastes good. I I really think that let's just pretend that everything goes back to normal tomorrow. Okay? Or in a month. Let's pretend that like Life is exactly like what it was like last year at this time next month. Okay. Uh, I think that like they would call it an economic depression <laughs> because oh, yeah. if people, people have changed oh, yeah. their habits <laughs> yeah. and have decided, well, it is cheaper <laughs> if I make cold brew at home. No, what you're getting at <laughs> is the problem of all millennials is that we spent all of our money at the coffee shops. But what you are quick to find is that if we stop spending <laughs> all of our money at the coffee shops, everything falls apart. I mean, the whole thing is fucking gone. I'm, it's I, matchsticks all the way up. And they were only relying on our daily grind rituals to keep their thing going. Yes. And they are prepared for what comes next. That's what I keep thinking, though. Like, our people are going to probably be like, you know, I, 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 I can wait for the movie to come out on streaming. Yeah. I mean, I like shit. watch them at home better. Yeah. I like our people are really going to be like, you know, do I need to go pick this up at the store? Do I need to go buy? For instance, we would do game nights. Brett has 500 games at his house. 
And me and my wife and my kid, every time we wanted to do a game night, would go and buy a new game and then play it once and never play it again. Yeah, that's a it's very early in the in the board gaming lifestyle you make that <laughs> mistake. Right. But like now, I would never. Like I, I would There's too many. It's I would never do that because I could get one from you. I don't have to go to the store. Basically, what I'm trying to say is you do not have to shop or spend money to have fun. And a lot of people are starting to learn that, you know, it's I mean, it, it oh, just says yeah. so much of how we how like disengaged we were from it. Like, it seems simpleton to say, like, get out there and enjoy life. But you realize that most of us weren't. Most of us were just taking the daily grind as it was handed down to right. us and going going with the flow and just making mo- making more money for the next person above us and hoping they don't notice that we're doing a bad job at it. Well, I talked to people in the Ohio chat. Honestly, I I, yeah. I, I, I when we talk this, in like, the, uh, this like ties in perfectly. When we talk in the Ohio chat like a lot this, of times, this, this, this like Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we talked so much about driving, uh, or we talk, we've been talking lately about different woods we've gone to and like different places to wander around outside that cost zero dollars. Now they don't sell beer at those places or anything like that, but like everybody's like going out. Somebody was fucking saying that people are doing more bird watching than ever. And it's like, that's a free hop. Well, no, it probably ends up costing you a zillion dollars. Okay. Every hobby costs so much money. They sell binoculars for a thousand dollars. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Believe me. I was like, I'm going to buy some nice t-shirts and then I got addicted to it. Now I buy a nice t-shirt every month. Yeah. So I know, or vinyl. The amount of money I've spent on records just in the past two weeks is ridiculous. But yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Now it's all you. I am seeding the floor. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, that that really ties in perfectly, right? Because it's like, you know, people are getting outside. People, you know, just like to tie it back into these volunteers, right? So it's like, you know, the volunteers show up. We all show up around dinner time, right around four to help set up. And then we, we hand shit out from five to six. Yeah. And then we like, there's some food left over from the kitchen and we all share dinner. Right. Um, and some of the volunteers, right. They're like, they're getting to know some of the residents, you know, they're getting to know some of the people that help run the place. They're making friends. And it was getting to the point, like something that has never really happened before. Volunteers were like, like doing shit with them. They were like, Oh, like, like well, some of the residents were mentioning like, Oh yeah, we always go on a run after dinner. And a couple of volunteers who like like to do that kind of shit, they're like, oh, fuck, we'll come too. And it was just like this organic thing, you know, community building, you know, the way it's supposed to normally happen. And this, this was happening for like about three weeks. And it was like really a good thing. You know what I mean? No, no, you and right. then it's a break. To, it's the permit. It's the permission to do things differently than before. Because when you come in and you're helping people out, you're doing charity work and these people are in need and you're somebody that has plenty and you're supplying them your extra. And like, that's what we're handed down is like the, that's what doing charity work is. That's how we're taught to think of it. So during times like this, when it breaks down where it's like, wait, you guys like to run after a meal? So do I, you know, like shit, there's nothing better to do. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I don't have to clock in. You know, without all the con- the time constraints, without the hierarchy in place, 
it allows for people to foster real, uh, real relationships. So, so get ready, get ready for the bad part now. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, no, you um, get punished for the, for the stuff. So it's like, so you know, he, here it is, like people from all walks of life, like really coming together and having a good time. And also, just like a side note, you know what I mean? It's like these residents, they're they're probably in the halfway house program for like a year and a half. And they do the same thing every day and see the same people every day. So, like, getting the opportunity to do things with new people is, like, not really a chance they get. Sure. So, here we are in, like, this really golden moment. And the fucking caseworker uh, who works there, who, like, works for the government and, like, liaises there at the, at the halfway house slash shelter, um, they sort of caught wind of this. And... Um, they did not like it at all. <laughs> they were serious? like, um, so, so uh. here's, I'll, I'll say what happened and then I'll talk and then I'll like mention the subtext. Right. So it's like, what happened was we got more calls to brought, go, like one night. Just so you know, we have more calls. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Well, we did so this. He, they rounded up all the volunteers and they said, you know what? Um, you guys can keep going on a run. You can keep doing that. But, you're, we're going to have to schedule it now. We're going to have to add, like, paperwork and a sign-up sheet for this shit. And, like, that w- And they also just, like, poo-pooed, like, they cast a big, like, dark, like, undertone on, like, you know, you really shouldn't get, like, you c- can't be, like, having close relationships with any of these people. Oh, uh, which, like, totally, <laughs> totally threw us all off guard. And, you know, and what pissed me off the most, right, is, like, they clearly, clearly what they're worried about, like, if I really had to take a wild guess, was they were worried that maybe, you know, something, like, intimate or romantic, like, some people might make out or, like, go on a date and fuck or something. That's yeah. what they're worried about. Or I- they're worried about, like, something, like, maybe more intense happening and then it going bad. But instead of, like, just coming out and just saying that, Instead, they're just going to take this small thing, this small normal thing, and make it worse. So that way, they make it seem like they're doing their job and earning their paycheck. It fucking pissed me off so much. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, I'm that sorry. fucking sucks. I hate that. I hate that. When you find like some sort of common ground and you're like having this amazing experience and then management comes through with a whole bunch of rules that tells you everything that you liked about that was fucking wrong. I mean, they're also, I mean, they're also probably thinking that you're going to like somehow these like, uh, these back alley scallywags are going to convince you to buy them drugs and alcohol or something to get them back on the wagon. Oh, yeah. You're like these, the, you know, and that is, you, you, you're right. I mean, like that's what they don't want to deal with. When you do a lot of that charity work, it is really hinges on the idea that the people doing the charity work think they are so far above the people that are receiving the help, you know? Yeah, and it it was like honestly such a depressing moment to like see that someone who like works every day with these people thinks that it's like not okay for them to make outside the establishment. It was like a real bummer. <laughs> uh, that sucks. And yeah, so that's my uh, that's my bad story that's for a today. Street Fight story. I mean, that was great. You started off by trying to do something and then you got reaffirmed that society has a bunch of fucking ugly undercurrents. So that sounds like a perfectly street fight story. It really, it re- 
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys. You know, fuck the system. Fuck middle management. These people are just making, they, they're make-work jobs. They just, like, make work. So that way they, they feel like they deserve the money they get. You know what? But, you know, let me say this, I guess, as you're going, is that as long as you we're able to identify this stuff, because there has been a uh, an influx of feel-good politics and, like, HR in the company doing woke stuff, um, it is like we should always have our bullshit detectors up all the way and voice that kind of stuff to everyone around us because people get confused when a charity organization starts saying, like, you can't be too charitable or you can't see the people that you're doing charity with as, like, you know, equals. You know, like we, we need to, to speak. Yeah, we need to speak up in those moments because it's very easy to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And there's a few of us that step back and are skeptical and ask the questions and need to create the kind of disruption of that kind of thinking, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, have a good one, brother. Appreciate it. Call back anytime. Yeah. Peace out. Have a. Oh, I cut him off. Oh, geez. Now you got to feel guilty. So I, don't. I think. We okay, thank you. Next call. Next call. We've got enough to go to fill us up for the rest of the night. I think we'll yeah, we'll no come jump in on ins. time. Don't jump in, no jump ins. No jump. You know we're softies. Don't jump in and 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 make us feel like we have to do it. We got about forty minutes left. I hit talk. I'm not getting the call. Oh no! Where's it at? There you go. Oh no! Hello, hello. Who is this? Uh, it's Kumar Talahi from Delete Your Account. Ah, our favorite, uh, one of our favorite boys in the world, Kumar <laughs> Salahi from Delete Your and Account. And I'm here also with the uh, the lovely Hannah at my humble hey guys, How's it going? Hey, I'm great. Brett just went to the bathroom, so you're only talking to Brian currently, which is fair. Because no worry. Because I spilled Kratom down the front of my shirt and I had to leave earlier and clean it up. So that's how we trade these things off. Uh, how's it going? How, how's everything doing? How's the uh, lockdown in San Francisco? Oh, I mean, you know, we're over here on the East Bay side of things. My behavior has basically not changed at all. Like, I realized I was already doing social distancing more or less. So, uh, Frankly, I'm not sad to see shaking hands go the way of the dinosaur. Uh, In a more sort of professional vein, I'm also really looking forward to conferences, like traveling all the way to fucking Indiana or whatever, just to present about you know the 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 alienation of society and in some German filmmakers' work. And uh, I would, I mean, to me, like social distancing is the real cancel culture because. Everything that I was dreading going to has been canceled, <laughs> and uh, now my my in fact like it couldn't in some ways, and I don't want to downplay how horrible this is, obviously, because um, you know normally I'm I'm like a fucking sicko, like I'm not uh, necessarily uh, I, I have a lot of I struggle with mental health issues a lot. I'll say that, and uh, so in, in this case, it almost feel like. Uh, Kirsten Dunst in the movie Melancholia where her kind of like severe depression makes her uniquely suited to uh, you know the impending apocalypse but uh, you know in general I feel like I could come out of this in terms of just my personal interests ahead because this tackles two of my biggest fears right like no shaking hands no traveling unnecessarily like when I have nightmares I have like well I have horror 
themed dreams and those are fun those are about like ghosts and aliens and shit and then i have nightmares and these are about two things travel and other people's germs so i guess i'm especially glad that i guess we clean airplanes now it's just started yeah they just started that this year 2020 they started it sucks real good yeah you can watch online they're real good now they they didn't do it before but they do now yeah, and, you know, the other major shift, obviously, and, and Hannah has almost uh, a, a much more sobering story than I do about this. I'm just teaching German, uh, you know, five days a week on, on, on this Zoom bullshit. And I will say, uh, if this becomes a model for education in the future, I could live with it. Because what is lost in quality of instruction, by gum, I've gained in quality of life. And that's not to be, you know, I'm a worker too. It's not to be underestimated. My daughter hates it. I mean, like, really wants to go back to I feel Yeah, for, but the only reason to go to no, school. Poor, I mean, you don't learn How are you supposed to get them interested? I mean, you don't learn shit at school. You go there to, like, be, hang with people. Yeah, well, that's, that's the only she, reason to go yeah. to high school is to be with your friends. Like, there's nothing to be learned in high school. There is stuff. Not, not that I've seen. There's well, all kinds I'm, of stuff. Go ahead. I wonder from a parent perspective, because I'm teaching online right now, and I've got, I have juniors in high school, and all my kids, as soon as they don't have to go to school anymore, they all got jobs. So I'll talk to them. They are working fast food. They're working grocery stores. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of help them out. I'm like, you guys, you're working. You know, you're getting money. That's great. But I need you to sleep and not get sick. Like, that's your project right now. Um, and the school, you know, they say they're in favor of everyone, you know, staying healthy. That's their top priority. But they won't let go of any of the uh, the uh, grade kind of requirement. So we have to still have, you know, just as many quizzes and tests and projects. Oh, really? And they haven't adjusted that at my, all. My daughter's school basically you get what you get what you came into lockdown with is that's want. That's what I'm asking for. And you know, I get kind of hit with the well, you need to have high expectations for the kids. Like what are you saying that you think the kids can't handle learning and I'm like well I think the kids need to survive this but I don't know but from you know you're a parent you're at home helping kids out with the online learning what do you want out of teachers how can we help families I mean I I think that see my daughter's in 10th grade or 9th grade and um you know every once in a while she'll ask me to read some stuff I think the thing that like I would request I I like about my daughter's school is uh they're not making them do it in any certain hours. And uh so she's like sort of sleeping her 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 natural rhythm sleep schedule. And uh there are teachers who will say, Hey, we have a voluntary meeting tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning, and she's like, Why well, ain't gonna be up at nine o'clock in the morning? Stay up till five o'clock at night. Or five o'clock in the morning, and he's like, uh, then if she doesn't show up to one, he messages her and says, Why aren't you showing up to these things? And she has an A in the class. And it's like, you know, if yeah. you, you can avoid I, I I understand wanting to see the students and stuff, but it like living I, I think like it sucks for these kids that they're stuck and they can't see their friends and and, and, you know, uh, only through FaceTime. I, I mean, like I, I said earlier, my daughter met with her friends for a little bit 
on uh, the other day out in my front yard, like six feet apart. But like, if they could live like what I guess, like the, the way that she's living now is the way she wants to live and allowing her to do that. I, I think is, is perfect. And, and I think that demanding th that we live in extraordinary times and that like, if she's getting her work done and she's getting the grades, if she's getting acceptable grades, then I think it, it I think like there's no reason for there there's no reason to like kind of push her harder, I guess, because this is such yeah. an extraordinary circumstance, you know? Yeah, some there's somebody in the chat that says their kids have to log in by nine AM every single day. I've heard that. I've heard that uh, from other schools. Uh Grandview just was like you need to do three and a half hours a day and they don't care when you do it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how it should be. I've seen a lot of teachers, you know, they'll have their office hour and it's at 9, even 10 a.m. And I'm like, no, we got to have this at 7 p.m. Because realistically, that's when they are really actually awake and able to function. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, teenagers are not going to choose to go to bed at 9 o'clock and get up at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's just not how they sleep. And and at 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 this time they're able to sleep that natural rhythm now instead of the instead of like the other one that you know people researchers have said is bad and shit like yeah <laughs> i mean honestly so what i would say like my daughter is 7 and uh we've had some educators that have come on really strong like you need to be accomplishing all these things but her teacher has been the number one a proponent of saying like do not do anything more than necessary. This is like, these are times that we've never seen before. There's no reason to expect that they should be going to school Monday through Friday and doing these type of like regimented activities. Right. Um, they, there's even right. been like all of in Columbus, they're allowed to collect, they're allowed to catch up on work all the way through the summer. Like all of the kids in Columbus Good. public have until the end of summer to make up any sort of work or projects that they've mixed missed so far in order to make up the the 2020 deadline for like for school. Um, for getting credit, yeah. Getting credit. There you go. Credits. That's the important thing. Um, yeah. Well, look, I I didn't actually call to. This is all very nice, but I it didn't actually call to uh, catch job. I wanted to talk to you guys about something very serious, which is. Uh, Rokea's transformation into a cannabis evangelist. Oh, I love it. Uh, and I understand that you two have been very supportive of that. And uh, there's mixed feelings over at Delete Your Account HQ. Uh, but I personally, uh, after listening to her her make the case for it on, on, on your Colin show a couple weeks ago, uh, have come around to the idea that Blunt Talk uh, is the perfect venue for uh, a I think us to, you know, just kind of, you know, do our sort of leftist version of, of whatever that podcast is, getting dug with high or whatever, yeah. like, wherever, you know, there honestly has to be uh, some sort of forum for that, I'll but you it. need a specific content. And of course, the specific content is what do stoners actually notoriously, stereotypically, perhaps unfairly, but not necessarily, uh, uh, talk about? And that's like weird conspiracy shit and aliens and like, what could be more of the moment, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know me, I'd rather not talk about politics, but, you know, I saw this tweet the other day that was like, uh, uh, you know, mocking people who were like excited about, about the alien, uh, kind of like non-news where the, the, the government was like, we had those UFO, uh, those UFO videos that people have been, 
pass him around for years because fucking the Blink-182 guy put him out. Uh, you know, this tweet was like the Epstein assassination and the, you know, the, the surrounding conspiracy is like the inverse of the UFO uh, leak or, you know, UFO news because, like, here's, like, the government sort of making something out of nothing trying to draw our attention to something nobody really cares about because they know there's nothing there. Uh, in fact, I think that, uh, you know, that may be true on some level, uh, you know, but, you know, the, the Epstein shit is very important to follow up on. I understand we have some of our best people working on that. So I think in the meantime, uh, we should also be covering the incredible potential for a, uh, a, a sort of a, a paranormal uh, cultural institution yeah. on the left. No, I'm with you 100%. Dude, like, watching... Like, I- I like Rokea's transformation for me was like, it's been just as alarming because I check my Instagram stories and she'll have rolled up like a half fucking half, half a dozen duchies rolled up for the day. And (laughs) was she always like this? Was I just like that daft? And I didn't realize that she, no, she was a stoner chick that we were doing. She really was just like straight edge. She was. She was like Texas Muslim straight edge, which is like double straight edge. Yeah, yeah, two times, each hand, one for one for Texas. No, but seriously, there's so much potential for this. Like, you know, we don't even necessarily have to get into the the uh, uh, the alien stuff. I mean, we even have stuff that's a little clo- closer to home. Like, for example, there was news recently they decided the Spinosaurus, right? It was in Jurassic Park 3. Some, a lot of people know it from that. But it's the kind of, like, predatory uh, a carnivorous dinosaur that has the spines of kind of yeah. what looks like a sail along its back. Anyway, so there was a, a Nat Geo feature on this, like a two-and-a-half-minute-long simulation based on the news that apparently had a big kind of, like, eel tail, and it mostly swam. Like, it was like a swimming dinosaur, just gigantic fucking carnivorous predator swimming around in the ocean so you know i watched it of course like on on fucking repeat but i'm always of two minds when it comes to this stuff because like on one hand i love dinosaurs they're amazing and you know on the other hand i believe very strongly that white people secretly killed them all off and then they bury them really deep in the ground to cover it up and then they're digging them up decades later for profit and glory and you know trying to shake us down for national geographic subscriptions with these yeah, and that, macabre that, theatrics i think it's shameful and that's why we wear shoes in the house because of all the dirt beneath us <laughs> no it's so true but i really think we should we should we need to, to, to I'm, bring I'm these issues it. to life yeah i didn't I, yeah i want to i want to get rokea fucked up <laughs> Like, is there a way to do, like, one of those vibrator things, but you make them smoke more weed? What? There's, like, you can, no. you can pay people I, to I'm smoke honestly weed. I'm really not happy that I even know what you're talking about right now, but yeah. I, I think, think there was I, a... I uh, think I do understand. Some kind of black... Yeah. yeah, like, you can donate money and, and make every them time weed. they have to smoke a little bit more weed. Yeah, let's do one of those. Oh, it was called a horror movie called Cam that is, features this... Uh, 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 you know, the set piece, which <laughs> a horrific effect. Very scary. Yeah, I will do it. I, I'm ready whenever you are. We can record a fucking blunt talk. I'm down for it for sure. But you know, me and Brad have always had the theory that Bigfoot is killed by developers because if we found out there was a Bigfoot and there were only a few of them in the woods, then like they wouldn't be able to develop. Conservation, conservation, yeah. conservation, exponentially. 
Yeah, and so they find the Bigfoot and they kill him. We we had a whole bit on the show about how there's Bigfoot mass graves under every subdivision. <laughs> That's where we're at. I mean, I think I really I think anything's uh, up for debate at this point. I am even the more I'm getting into the alien stuff, the more I'm sort of starting to decide which I, parts I believe and what parts I don't. I kind of think the crop circles are, are are mostly bullshit. I think that farmers are much more artistic than people realize. Yeah, and we uh, have the same problem. You know, we trying to be capitalize like on artistic. if we could just get the truth out about. Uh, about these crop circles, you know, like maybe a, a couple of them originally were, were from aliens, but you know, I think we just have some very talented agricultural workers on our hands. If we could monetize that, if we could turn that into entertainment, have like a sort of a, a competition show, uh, you could call it, I don't know, crop chef. Uh, I think there could be a lot of, uh, uh, you know, publicity and, and, and credit uh, that's to do. <laughs> it's time. I'm into it. Yeah, if you guys, I, I, I will up. totally listen to the Brett uh, Kumar's Rokea weed show. <laughs> now, me personally, I can't handle he that can't, much weed. He can't do that much weed. Yeah. It's only for people that can do a lot of weed. I, I'm, I'm just happy that Rokea found out she can do a lot. Yeah. Because I do a show with somebody that can't do a lot. I think it carries out on that. I mean, can is such, such a... Uh, <laughs> will. I All think that matters that, is will. Yeah, I think, I think we're... It, it, he has to be determined whether, uh, frankly, even uh, moderate of smoking is, is sustainable. But who's going to stop us now? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend some time this week working this thing out. And uh, I will run it. Like, working out the concept for how you're going to do it. And I will run the thing. You're going to roll my blunts, too? No. No. We're going to pay you a blunt roll? We're going to have a blunt roller on staff? No, I don't know how to roll blunts. Okay? Okay. But I will. You're gonna dab anyway, dude. You're yeah. Dabby McGee. But uh, I will figure out the concept, and we will run it. We can run it on both feeds. All right, put it in the yeah. No. Run the numbers. Run the numbers. That's that's fantastic. You know, I I want to before I uh, let you guys go. Also, put out a little. Uh, I know that you guys are actually probably optimally situated to, to help us out on this, listeners of Street Fight. We have been uh, looking for, continuing to, you know, you know, look for as our highest priority, some people who are on the front lines, essential workers. You know, we love to talk to uh, organizers and, and people who are doing work on the ground on our show. And right now, obviously, the, the opportunities for people to, to do that kind of work are limited. The real uh, front line of class struggle right now, as grim as it is, is people trying to make it and trying to, uh, in some cases, when they're lucky and the situation allows for it, win some concessions. You know, anybody who's, who's thinking about that sort of thing can, can speak pseudonymously. Uh, make sure to, you know, if, if anyone who's uh, suffering under business tyranny, big or small in this uh, age of Corona, just drop us a line. Unfortunately, the show account, which the producer runs, has been nuked under circumstances too mysterious to explain or even comprehend sure. so you can reach out to us via mail that's delete you are uh, 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 A-C-C-T at gmail.com or on twitter you can hit up either me or Rokea uh, also obviously patreon I would be remiss if I did not uh, uh, do my little pluggy plug uh, patreon.com slash delete your account description is five smackers a month you get tons of bonus content where Okay, and I let our hair down and shoot the shit. We talk about like aliens and stuff, not activism. And, uh, and we're joined by a who's who of your account 
friends and family, friends of the show, as they say, including numerous hours, all well spent with the two of you, gentlemen. Yeah, the best. You know, I, I can't wait to see you again, QMars. We're getting out west as soon as we can. As soon as we're allowed to tour, we're first going to knock out these 12 shows that we're in the hole for, and then the next thing is West Coast. I can't wait to see you. No, it's going to be great. I hope Prudence allows us all to throw elbows someday soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling. I, I really appreciate it. Call it back. Fun. Peace. I'm bad at that. I created the task in our task thing, and I probably did it wrong, but uh, I will have this done by the end of... I will have this done by Wednesday. Blunt talk? Yeah. We'll get the we'll get the concept rolling. We'll get the... We need a budget. We need a blunt budget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I have to I roll mean, the whole blunt. <laughs> that's crazy because it's like... That's money. That's what I'm saying. We can't... Re- oh. I wonder if we could write it off if I, mean, I went and bought it. <laughs> I mean, we can find a way to hide it, sure. <laughs> if I, I can go buy it and get a receipt. But well, we can do, no, no, we should do, you know, it's been talked about before. I really do want to take conspiracy theories back. Like, we, it's it's no fun being on this side where you, like, know the answers to everything and it just makes you feel bad. Yeah. Like, I hate being like that. I used yeah. to not be like that. Yeah. I used to, like, believe in potentiality and shit. You know, yeah, I, I agree, used to man. believe in other shit that wasn't so fucking deflating. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's get back to talking about Bigfoot. Blunt talk. Kid Bigfoot dead. Bigfoot's not killed dead. by developers. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, can you guys hear me? We sure can. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Terry this time. Hi, uh, I'm gonna spill some beans on the local uh, Democratic Party. Can I in my state in Colorado? Can I say something that's probably really sure. funny? If this was a first, if if like you listen to the call-in show as your first show, you'd be like, all these motherfuckers' listeners' names are Terry and Bonnie, <laughs> which is really funny. I'm glad that's become a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Terry. Who you, are you? Know, sidebar on that. Any other Terry around me? <laughs> Terry could be anybody. Sidebar on that. I know a couple of Terrys, and they're real long. But uh, that's another story. Terry's are so bad. But, uh, it's like I, I one or the other. Uh, Listen, let me tell you something about the Terry Lonnie connection. There are Terry's that are a lot like Lonnie's, but there are also buttoned up Terry's. Yeah, and they're like task HR Terry's. Terry's. They're like yeah, or, or blue collar Terry's. Like I had to ride with this guy at the cable company. First question he asked me, do you like country music? At the time, I'm like, no. And he's like, good. And turns it on and makes me drive with him. Shirts buttoned up perfectly, everything. He did right. everything to the T. And that is motherfucking. Terry. That's who I picture when I think of that kind of Terry. Yeah. You know? So there's those Terrys, too. Yeah. Okay. I like Terry because it's also unisex name. Anybody could be generous. Terry. Yeah. I've seen it done with like a heart over yeah. the eye. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to get this. Go- <laughs> we got to get the call going. We got. 25 minutes left. What's okay, I'll be quick then. Um, actually, uh, actually, before I do that, I, someone mentioned that uh, Nine Treasures band. I just wanted to recommend a couple other uh, Mongolian bands. Uh, Tender Cavalry and I think it's T-E-N-G-G-E-R. Uh, and then um, uh, The Who, spelled H-U. Uh, both a couple really good Mongolian bands. But anyway, so uh, I guess <laughs> there's like here the- in, in Denver... There's a there's a what? pirate metal versus Mongolian metal divide happening right now. That is 
something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, pirate metal is cool too. You know, Ailstorm and all that. But sure, uh, I'm more of a Mongolian stuff. But yes. Uh, so, anyways, uh, a couple of years ago, like some folks from the Denver DSA found out that basically you can like get a position in the local Democratic office just by showing up. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit more work than that, but that's basically what they did. And they found out they uh, they were able to influence some of the policy. Uh, and like put some more socialist language into the, uh, the policy of the local party. And so you can read about it. There's an article on Jacobin from, you know, a year or two ago, whenever they did that. Um, so, so me and a couple other, uh, uh, comrades went to the, um, our county, uh, caucus. So we still do a caucus for basically figuring out who's going to be on the ballot for, uh, Congress and the Senate. Um, and since it was like the very start of the coronavirus thing, a lot of the older folks that are normally running the show didn't show up. And uh, a lot of the younger folks got into these positions. Um, and so I got, I'm, I'm not like really uh, big in the organization or something. I'm in the very bottom, but I'm still in there. I'm, so I'm getting all the emails and uh, messages and everything. And uh, we had our, our conference uh, virtually to, to, decide all the language of uh, the policies and everything. And it took fucking like 14 hours over two days uh, to vote on like 15 different items or something. And, you know, some, one of my comrades pointed out, like we do the same kind of stuff at the DSA, like, you know, in three hours uh, and a lot more efficiently. There's not people, you know, calling up and saying, Hey, I can't connect to this thing or whatever. Uh, so I just thought that was amusing. And then, um, you know, recently we've, we had someone send out a mass email to all the different, uh, people that are precincts captains and, um, involved in the, uh, the process. And, uh, they forgot to do the BCC, the blind carbon copy. So everyone's email was on there. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch, and a bunch of people started, uh, a bunch of boomers, I guess, just started hitting reply all and saying, remove me from this list or whatever. <laughs> and people are like, you know, it's, it's at, <laughs> the link is at the bottom of the page. It's not that hard. Also, don't hit reply all. Yeah. And then there's like, I think at last count, <laughs> there's like 70 different people uh, replying back and forth. <laughs> there was some gang gang guy. On fucking email. Just all saying, like, please exclude me from the following messages. <laughs> Untag me from this post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, one of my one of my DSA comrades was like, we need to take over this party just to save these people from, you know, their IT nightmares. And, yeah, they can't deal with And all the dumb shit that they can't do. <laughs> yeah, it's better. So, uh, those people, we just have to like, kind of just pat them on the head and say, we're going to do it the same way that you did. Cause they'll never check on us. <laughs> They're never going to check on us. Right. Right. So that, I guess that's a message to all the listeners out there. Just if you, if you're okay being in boring meetings for a long time and showing up to like a middle school gym or whatever, just go and be active in your local democratic party. You can probably get elected to some position in the low level and, and influence policy, uh, you know, especially if you're like retired or, or unemployed or whatever, uh, maybe not so much now doing stuff in person, but, um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to, uh, Juan Marcano on the Aurora city council and Candy Sudabaka on the Denver city council. They're both comrades. 
And uh, also shout out to uh, local PSL chapter. Those guys are good too. They organized a bunch of protests against our shitty neoliberal governor and who's not going to cancel rent or uh, stop evictions uh, uh, until just recently, I think. But uh, with some asterisks on there, you know, means testing uh, your your evictions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's about all I had. But thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. Have a good one. All right, we got a couple Sweaty. more. To get. We have we do have one jump in. We told him not to jump in. <laughs> There's. This many with the jump All right, in. let's get the next one. Okay. I'm sweaty. I'm so sweaty right I'm now. I'm sweating, too. Why? Well, I've done a lot of I'm sweating. Hello? Hey, what's hey, up? Hey, who's this? Hi, this is Bridget. <laughs> what's up? How's it going? Oh, um... Well, so I'm an essential worker, and I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that, or I can also explain how crappy uh, academic science is, because someone else is talking about that. Well, I'd like—I mean, I'd like to hear your so story as an essential yeah, worker. This is, that's what we—that's this is what we've been begging for. This is the show for essential workers. <laughs> this like, is the essential worker podcast. I feel I, I was talking to one of my friends that like pays attention to mainstream media, and I said like. The only thing I've ever had over you is that I know what like cashiers are talking about. Like I still have a foot in, <laughs> I still have a foot in with like customer service people because once you get to NPR levels of plant once you get to planet money, you aren't on the ground talking about money. You have too much already and you're trying to figure out how to like prioritize it and things like that. There isn't a lot of uh, there isn't a lot of essential worker chat going on. So we're we're happy to have so you. So I'm kind of uh, well, I, I'm sort of on the bougier end of that. So I'm I'm a biochemist, and I do pharmaceutical safety testing. Um, Good pharmaceuticals. And so, huh? What kind of pharmaceuticals? What? All pharmaceuticals. Uh, yeah, everything that comes to us, everything that is a drug that has this assay, we do done. Okay. All the because if people die, you don't. They, there's an ion channel in your heart where it doesn't work properly, and so we do a test to confirm that drugs before they go into humans are safe to pass that. Ah, I never thought I would do a show for people that knew about ion channels in your heart. I yeah. never once thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but the thing is, uh, so we're one site in a big company that does a bunch of other testing, and... But we, you know, we're 50 people at our site, and there's no way to social distance. We're wearing masks all the time. Like, luckily, we don't work with the public, so I'm not getting mad, but we're just so scared constantly. <laughs> and it's, it's so hard to go shopping in our normal time. Like, the stores all closed earlier, and we're yep. going to work 9 to 5 still. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even consider the fact that the people that are working for real... Uh, the people that are going to work aren't getting off in time to go to the store. And there's people that work third shift. Yeah. You know, second shift. Yeah. I, oh. But yeah, so I'm nine to five at least, but it, like, it's just so hard to like do the normal functions of when you're still working. And I can't, like, we haven't changed schedules or anything. Like, it's so scary. No, I'm with you. You know, and one person's going to get sick and the whole site's going to go down. <laughs> I mean, just dealing with regular work is already like a catastrophe waiting to happen. Right. But with this on top of it is just insurmountable. 
don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I really, I don't know. I keep thinking about what I would be doing 10 years ago when I wasn't like, when I wasn't as financially stable and when I didn't have this thing going for me, I would have just showed it to my job every single day and just prayed that I didn't fucking get it. I would have just yeah. done enough drugs to forget about it or drank enough to forget about it. Yeah. That's how I feel too. I like, <laughs> I, I, I've felt the same way. Like thinking about like, if I was still cable guy, I would probably just be going and doing the fucking work and then going taking home a shower take a shower go home and fucking wait until the next morning to go to work again. yeah you can't i mean well we've been sent like i mean we have been sent like the worst bosses ever right now are the ones that are saying the state says we can mandate be opened right now the state says we can be open if you choose not to come to work you're now like uh involuntary fucking quit or something and you're not eligible for unemployment anymore like that's that's where we're at right now it's just everybody wants to like the government to tell them they don't have to go to work and then once they do it's like god damn it i don't though yeah i don't really want to do this yeah, it like, feels bad we just don't feel safe yeah <laughs> nothing about this feels okay um, no <laughs> and I, you know and i'm not working with the public if i were a cashier i'd be having a panic attack every single day <laughs> I know, and it's so amazing how they've been dealing with it. Because, like, I, I don't see, like, fear in them at all. And I, I, I feel like when I have to go buy something, you know, they're working real hard to clean stuff up, which they probably had a ton of work piled onto them. They probably got... New protocols. People in there screaming at Down them. The all the, they probably got those conservative people screaming at them. And it just probably is like such a high stress job. And, and I feel like, like, uh, that is the, that is the heroism of service workers to me that they can still do it. And, and they can still like, no matter what's going on, how scared they are, how, how nervous they are, how sad they are, how mad they are, they can still like do the function make of a, the job and make, make the next person's experience sub. great. Yeah. Whatever know? it is. Yeah. And we don't we don't do enough for yeah. we don't like we don't ever think about like what it's like for those people to go to work. The 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 shitty thing for like me and Brian growing up with Facebook is that we eventually saw like all the guys that we committed crimes with when we were kids start talking shit on Facebook. And I feel like we're in a similar <laughs> thing where like nobody ever acts like they were in the service industry before right now cuz they already made it or cuz they're successful. Or because they can, they don't have to worry about it. But everybody else should just deal with it. You know these unprotected workplaces. And I mean, I, I like, I, I'm very conservative on the matter. Where I, I think that like, I don't feel anybody is essential. Like, I feel like essential is like a fucking sacred term to me. Yeah, there's very few essential people in this world. Yeah, like if you go to a call center for a job, they can just pay you to stay home. Right. And, and, and like, it's just like such a, I don't know. I don't know, like, how we're supposed to grapple with this idea of, like, people need to be allowed to go and buy lawn furniture anytime they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to figure yeah. this out. Can we say no? Is there a way for us to say fucking no to that? Is there a way to, like, make them shove it up their ass? <laughs> how can I vote? Well, can, you I, know, they... can I vote against them to shove it up their fucking ass? <laughs> so 
I, I won't say I was happy that the Home Depot was open because uh, on the first week of this, uh, my bathroom ceiling collapsed because the upstairs toilet had a leak. Um, so I was happy I could go with that. You know, my landlord came in and fixed the ceiling and was able to go and buy supplies for it. But yeah, I had to fix my toilet this week. But but like, I yeah. get pieces. I mean, again, it's like the, there's there are like. There are ways to do this that maybe get a little bit of the safety. I mean, honestly, like people are going to need the hardware store. Like when you start talking about essential right. stuff, like that's that's something that is essential. Like if your roof is leaking, you have to fix that. So like, right. <laughs> but we're, t I, I'm talking about a place like where somebody has to go to work to like, there's a fucking CBD store. On, on High Street in the short north that says we've been deemed an essential business. And it's like, you're fucking selling snake oil in here. Like, it, this is not essential to anybody. You yeah. know? And nobody's going in there. You know what else I saw open? A macaroon, a macaroon store. They just sell macaroons. That's all they That's, sell. Yeah, I don't need that. And it's like, no. Go I do, home, motherfucker. I need some CBD, though. Well, I'd rather buy from the gas game. station, though, as hemp taffy instead, instead of medicine from the government. <laughs> <laughs> I always have CBD, Brett. <laughs> well, I get hemp taffy. There's a place around the corner for me that sells hemp taffy like for hemp $10. Derived. <laughs> you like hemp-derived CBD more. Hey, you know. <laughs> I want to import an oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just say something quickly about pharmaceutical testing? Yeah, yeah, you know it more than we do. Oh, oh it, it's it, it's just so important and so critical that we do that thing. Like we make sure things work before we just give them to people. Yeah, <laughs> like because otherwise people die. Yeah. And I, 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 like my panic is that people are going to come out of this and think the FDA is the enemy. And that my job isn't important and isn't helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that you're pointing out stuff that can go wrong. Yeah, and and we test everything. And the other thing is that like um, the average time to, from a drug being developed to going through all the clinical trials and everything is ten years. Stop. Mm -hmm. well, so like, just, we, Jeff, we don't need that. We don't need that shit. <laughs> Shut the front door on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like, so if I don't go into work in 10 years' time, we'll still be in the, seeing the effects of coronavirus Shut right up. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're essential. I would agree with that. <laughs> but I it's just it's so insane, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully with, like, everybody, it seems like, like, you know, there's a lot more people working on this than the average sort of thing. You know? Yeah. So hopefully that's right. where I'm putting my that's where I'm putting my hope. Is yeah, that but, there's a lot more people working on it than Well, I I, I wanted to say that like I think like research on vaccinations is essential work. Macaroons are not. Like I want to make that clear that macaroons hemp-derived CBD. Hemp fucking derived CBD. We don't need any more hemp-derived <laughs> CBD. We send it out the door. We don't need that shit. We want the stuff that works. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want hemp taffy. Hemp taffy. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Well, thanks for calling in. I bought some hemp taffy. Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. It did it do anything? Have a good night. I nice like it. It did again. for me. It was like a placebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me feel like, oh, I can go to bed now. I mean, I love one to one, so I'm not like anti CBD. I know. I love ten to no, one. No, but the I love unregulated. Five to one. It's it's just crazy because 
even when we were selling CBD, there's no way it could be as cheap as the lady at the the register down here. Yeah, like the the corner store over here, like it's so cheap. It's ten dollars for like a thousand milligrams, and I'm like, that's not CBD. That's yeah. not that is some old jute rope that you soaked in some alcohol, and then you 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 sent me the vapors. You did some sprinkles <laughs> yeah. of, of a little bit of CBD. I don't know what CBD could possibly be in there. All right, I mean, last I, call. I, I, yeah. Okay. Ready for the last call? Last call. Last, last one. Call. It'll give us, yeah, and we'll end on time. Thanks for calling hey. Street Fight. We're in overtime tonight. Not yet. Can you hear me? We can hear you. What's up? Hey, I love you guys. Thank you. We love you. Hey, uh, sorry, I'm going to turn off the speakerphone for one second. Makes hey, sense. Take your time. I'm looking. Sorry. Uh, no, it, it's great to talk to you. Uh, I'm a microbiologist, so uh, oh. I'm kind of in good company tonight. Uh, it's science no, night on Street Fighter Radio. Yeah, all these nerds, all the dorks. <laughs> it's I fucking love science yeah. night on Street Fighter Radio. Yeah, apparently we love science tonight. Yeah, are you essential? Are you an essential employee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I work for the vet company, so. Nice. I did microbiology one year. I when I was in when I was in high school when I was going into ninth grade and I got to pick my classes. Microbiology was one of the science class choice, and everybody was like, "It's like the hardest class." And I was like, "But dude, you get to use a microscope." Yeah. So I took it and fun the fucking shit out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to use this microscope. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna flip that and turn that on you. If I have to use a microscope. I'm gonna fucking flip out. I I hate microscopes. I like I can't so use them. The science. I'm Why would you so get the science? Stupid. What do they? What do you, do you look, use? You look good in the white coat, or you like using the microscope. Why else would you do science? It's such a beautiful instrument, the microscope. Uh, Not really. Hey. All right, you're giving me a lot of bullshit right now, but <laughs> like, kidding. there's a lot of other things that are involved in science beside of my microscope. Yeah. Okay. But the best ones I've heard came from a microscope. But I mean, every video I've yeah, seen. Yeah, nah. I, so you want to hear how it got? Fired from Target, or, yes. or do you want to hear? Yeah, you you yeah. want to hear? How that happened? Oh, I got. Let's go. Okay, I got fired from Target for being really, really drunk <laughs> at Target. <laughs> While you were working, or like when you were off? Because I think it's unfair if you were off. Well, <laughs> I was working. It would have been way funnier if I was off, but um. Not so. so I got hired as hard. a cashier. Yeah, no, it's not a hard thing to get hired or like get fired or hired at cat. Nothing is hard at Target. Okay. You just have to be white. Okay. 
yeah. to get hired at Target. But yeah, but uh, yeah, no. So I got hired at Target, and I was a cashier. Mm-hmm. And I refused to card anyone. Smart. And apparently that wasn't an issue. And then one of the like security trash I don't know what you want to call them people. Oh yeah, yeah, the guards. Got laid off or left or like walked off and they were like you're really good at being a cashier. And I was really good at being a cashier because I was drunk every single shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd they catch you? So, uh, I'll get to that. Okay. So, I said that I would work one shift as the shift manager, like the custodian. Uh-huh. And I got put on for multiple shifts as the custodian. Mm-hmm. And the custodian has to do walkout duties. So they have these terrible fucking, like, lawn chairs in 2018 or, like, no, it was probably 2016. It was it was before Bernie, so, like, probably 2015, before I graduated. And they didn't move, and they didn't fit in any kind of vehicle. And some snooty, rich person came up. And tried to get me to get four into the back of their brand new Buick. Right. And I scratched the fuck out of their car. <laughs> with as what? I was like, with, with the car? Oh, uh, I, I scratched the fuck out of their car with the chairs. But I've been, like, my, I left out, uh, that I had had a habit of, like, I'll drink two beers in my car before I do this, or I'll drink <laughs> a bottle of wine. Sure. Like, because, you know, that's what you do. That's how you get through, that's how you get through the, but, through the job. Right. Because it's a garbage job. But yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. uh, The day I got fired, I asked the barista to buy me a bottle of vodka. And she told me, no. She said you were too drunk. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. That was probably a good move, though. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. I mean, you're definitely too drunk to call into this fucking show, so I don't know what that says about the rest of what you've done, but, like, yeah, I mean, everybody on the chat, like, 
have a good night. <laughs> We're done with the call. I, I can't. I can't. Like I can't live in that person's misery. Everybody's making fun of them. Oh, I was making fun of them the whole time. They were fucking obliterated. They were trashed. I mean, that was yeah, that, too that trashed. Was way drunk. I'm trashed. I'm trashed right now. Looks I'm like- trashed enough. And I still feel like I'm on a higher pedestal where I can look at down on somebody that's that trash. Well, talking to somebody that like uh, uh, is that drunk is like why it's hard. I don't drink. Oh God! <laughs> they the- just they just demand every second of your time. You're supposed to hang on their every fucking word, but it's taking forever to come out, and it ultimately doesn't lead to anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I well, and it just felt like like. Buddy, you know, we're trying to have fun here. Yeah, this is... There's sometimes where you get a call and you're like, hey, you know, we're trying to have a good time and, you know, there's people that listen to our show that work at Target and probably don't appreciate, you know, saying it's a shit job, like it's useless or anything. (laughs) Yeah, well... Felt mean. That's the college. I just felt bad for laughing at him. Like, the whole... I just felt bad for laughing at him, to be honest. Like, Uh I just... Like, when somebody's too drunk in front of me, I just want to put them in bed. I don't want to, like, get one up on them. But that person's too drunk, and you have a problem with alcohol. That's why you've been fired from your jobs for it, because the rest of us haven't. So, I hate to be the one to say it. I hate to be too grown right now at this moment. But I hate like, too. I honestly like, hate being check too it. grown. Check it. When If you get fired from enough jobs for alcohol, it's because you have a problem with alcohol. It's not because, like, the world is fucked up. And like I've made, I've made my said, alcoholism work outside of the their realm. Like I don't think that I don't think that you should expect everybody to be drunk all the time. He said microscopes suck too, and that really bothered me because microscopes? I think they're beautiful instruments. They're wonderful. I think they suck. Like there's nothing to do with them, but I like looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful design thing. Yeah, is what I like. If yeah. I got to do a microscope, that I'm pissed. All yeah, right, buddy. All right. Well, that's the call-in show. That's that was a that was a the first we have we have never ended the show like that before. Yeah, well, we but it has to happen on a downer every now and then. But what are you gonna do, man? Let me tell you what. Let me just so that person doesn't feel bad. Like I've been doing drugs and alcohol at a rate that I have never done before. Like the quarantine has brought the worst in my self destruction. Same here. Than ever before. Like I'm sleep. I feel like a fucking addict. Like I'm just sleeping all day. And staying up to the middle of the night when I can drink and drug again. Because there's, like, no sense of normalcy left. Right. You know, it's very easy to fall back into all of those, like, old old habits that make you feel safe and secure. But ultimately make you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that, like, I'm a drunk, but I've always wanted to be a drunk that is not... People aren't looking down upon. People aren't, like, pitying you because you're that fucking drunk. Yeah, you know? I guess that's, I mean, that's why I took the headphones out. I like, sort of felt bad. You know, I have people in my life that are like... Yeah, <laughs> I do too. And, like, it bums me out when I talk to them. And, uh... I was having too much fun with it, like, on the stream. I was, like, laughing in tears at this this person. But, you know, they, like, they need some help, I think. I do too. Well, let's get out of here. We're gonna, I'm gonna plan this goddamn, uh... Blunt talk. Blunt talk. We'll, we'll have a concept by the end of the week. We're planning a super show. Uh, so that's going to be kick-ass. And uh, I'm going to be start. I'm gonna start uh, streaming late at night so that I have all the bandwidth I need. All right. Peace. We'll see you later this week on Wednesday. We're Street Fight.